it's episode 134. We're talking to a Canadian. They are real. It's not an urban legend, actually. <laughs> no, we've had Will before. He's real, too. All right, let's do our sponsor shout-outs, and then we'll get into talking about just all kinds of ball python stuff. We're going to go balls to the wall. We haven't done a ball episode in a couple of weeks. Uh, 15a.com for all of your testing needs. Use code hashtag shit happens for $5 off the crypto panel. You never know when shit will happen to you, so you will maybe want to test. Please. <laughs> Seriously. Just do it. I'm serious. Sorry, that was weird. Anyway, Shane Kelly, Small Town Exotics. He is going to Tinley. He will be there. You can go to his Morph Market or Husbandry Pro Store right now. Look at something, buy it, and pick it up. We love that. Small Town Exotics. I don't think... I don't even know what his inventory is going to be. He didn't tell me. Uh, send him a message and he'll let you know. But he has lots of stuff. Bravo Zulu is doing 20% off Tenley sale pre-purchase pickups. So, like, that's cool. We like that. She said the show last weekend was terrible. I, I, and I put that... That's verbatim. I didn't make that up. Um... She did update the website, so if you want to check that out, that's very cool. And then she did some expansions to her shipping section and Dominican Red Mountain Boas. So check out Bravo Zulu Ball Pythons. Follow her, see what she's doing. Say hi to her at Tinley, please. Uh, Sony 12 Pythons, still waiting on the first clutch of the, the year. The tree is off of the house. I have confirmation we've done it. Mission accomplished. <laughs> the tree is off the house. Nobody has died, and he's moving forward. That's good. He was sort of uh, AWOL a little bit for a while, and I was concerned. The tree got him. The tree got the last revenge. Finished him off. Not true. He's fine. Justin's fine. Andrew, Pyros Pythons. He is still waiting on clutches for ball pythons. I know he has a leopard gecko clutch. I did try to ask him how many leopard geckos he has going, and I don't think I got an answer, and then I gave up thinking about it. But check him out for ball pythons, leopard geckos, stems and pythons, rodents, and go for cocoa all in the Pacific Northwest. Very fun. Great family snakes. The Huntsville Repticon was good. All of the stuff that didn't sell should be going on Morph Market this week or so. And the reptile room renovations are coming along well. We love that. Very fun. Chris at BNS, he'll be on the member live. I might change the time. It'll be Saturday. Member lives, if you don't know, are special secret member-only lives. There's a lot more cursing, maybe some feet pics. I don't know. It gets crazy. This time, <laughs> sometimes we have guests because I'm a little bit, uh, you know, a little weird on member lives because I don't, I'm, I'm out of control, right? It's member life. So Chris should be on to talk about the new Hamburg location and how that went. He sold eight snakes and cocoa last weekend. So it'll be exciting to see what the expanded Hamburg experience is like. He does have some pines left, one bull, and some ball pythons going on Morph Market. So check Chris at BNS Reptilia. I have finished the sponsor spots. Thank God it's over for another week. <laughs> Slow clap. Holy fuck. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Aaron, let's do some chat shout outs. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, go for it. All right, I love it. Emma, MNB, Jamie's here. What's up, Jamie? Will's here. I haven't seen Will in a while. What's up, Will? Lilac Hollow. What's up? Stan's here. Hello. Ether's here. 
Jake from Snake Farm is here. David. Acacia. Did I pronounce that right again? Acacia. Right. It was, it was okay. I'm never going to get it. Was that a Cypress or Bongo clip on the wait on the thumbnail? That is a Bongo. That is a, mm-hmm. a Bongo head clown female I produced. Okay, we'll talk about that. Jen's here. Carissa's here. Daniel's here. Thank you for being here. Well, before we started, we were talking about auctions. You want to keep go- doing on that? Yeah. Well, do you think they're good, bad, or ugly? Hmm. You do though, so I guess you can't think they're bad. I don't think they're bad because because of price discovery mostly. So if you don't, if you put, if like Morph Market has a bunch of prices but nothing is selling, is that the price of the animal? Right. I think. So should everybody drop the price together? Like we all like collude and we're like the new price instead of fifteen hundred dollars for this combo is. $1,000, $1,000, and that's the new price? Well, we don't have to collude because we know it's just going to go that way. Right. Oh, or do we do an auction? And then yeah, someone figures out it's down. like 1000 bucks, and then everyone else drops it to 1000 to match. But Yeah, you don't have to even, like, you don't have to collude about it. It's just going to happen, right? Right. So we, it'll just happen. Um, I think they're just really good, partly just because it makes money flow through the snake economy that we have. So, right. Out, either it's from snake sales or it's outside money getting a good deal and it flows in and that means it allows someone else to buy something and it just keeps you know snakes are moving right it makes everyone happy mm-hmm. can i, I ask you a crazy question though yeah do you listed anything on auction on work market yeah i have okay were they people outside of the hobby or or like level one bidders or level two three four five six sorry i don't think i understand your question no, you can see how many times your person has logged in. Oh. And they no, get a level looked. associated with them. It's so like a yeah. white star is like the scariest person to inquire because <laughs> they're really new. So I'm scared of I've, white I've stars. I've had a handful of people do that. Like white stars, they scare me too. I try to look up wherever I can. Oh my God. And look like, up on IG and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm trying to help them out, right? I'm like, yeah. this is how you buy a snake on the internet. And you're like, they're just like incoherent or yeah. Uh, they don't know you're a person. They think you're a bot. I have no idea who these people are. But once they get like different color levels, you're like, okay, they know how to do it. But on auctions, I don't get white star winners. I only get them on uh, sales. Do you, does that match or is the chat can chime in too? If you think white stars even use auctions. I don't, I don't know if they do. The one, the, I only did one in February and she is a breeder, but I don't know what her star was. I didn't check. Okay. I just knew her in the community. But she was already community. like internal to the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. She okay. already was. But I've had snakes sell over the last couple of years off Morph Market, like inquiries straight from Morph Market that were, you know, within 30 minute driving distance of me. And they were like their second snake ever. Yes. They will use like. And I've the, had a handful of those, even in the Americans. Feature. I shipped a snake to the States, Arizona in the fall. And she was like a new buyer too. Was she like a wannabe breeder? I think, well, she plans to. She bought the female from me because she already had plans to breed it for whatever project was, the hypoclown project she had. And 
I love this is why I love Americans because she just sent all the money instantaneously as soon as we agreed on like she I can ship it to her because she had to wait for her fall right because of Arizona the weather mm-hmm. it's too hot she's like oh here's all the money like months in advance I was like okay <laughs> Canadians and everyone asked for like a lot of people asked for payment plans and she's just like here you go I'm like all right I'm like I need more customers like that right uh yeah Raider Nation. The like live YouTube auctions, I think, are different because you could stumble in and be like, I'm a new breeder or I'm like a person who wants to buy or I want one pet. It's like the barrier to entry is lower than it is on morph market auctions. Right. A little bit. I don't know. Emma wants to know why there's a baby alligator in auction. That's a great question. That is a question that I cannot answer. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that could just easily slip through the crack of... If you report it, I'm sure they might take a look at it or something, but... Right. um, Yeah, it it is weird because an auction, by definition, means that you must sell to that person. So unless they're... I don't know, you find out they're going to do something illegal with it. Right, or they're not allowed to. Yeah. Right. You're you're technically required to sell it to them. Uh which kind of is a pain in the ass for some species, like an alligator. You're like I'll let Morph Market deal with that. Because <laughs> I know I know they're really hard on they've banned like a ton of accounts from mm-hmm. participating in auctions because they were screwing with them in the first couple months, right? I wouldn't be surprised right. if sellers also if they're just as harsh on the sellers. Oh, why were you putting like it? And I get it. Technically, you you flip, you've done auctions, right? On Morph Market, mm-hmm. you just flip the, you press the button, it's very and it goes easy. to an auction, and so they easily had an alligator for sale, and I guess they said, hey, look, we can do an auction. Um, but because I thought there were rules around selling that stuff, it had to be like be very careful because of legalities of where they're allowed to be kept. But I could be wrong. I don't look. I don't know because like there, there's no rules like corn snakes or hognose, and that even though they're not an alligator, they are illegal in some states. So like, yeah, if someone buys it from Georgia, I'd have to be like, you won, but fuck you, because I'm not going to send a corn snake to Georgia. So would that be a bannable offense for that buyer? Wait, to, you like, can't sell corn snakes to Georgia. Mm-mm. No, I'll keep. Them. Is it because they're native? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not allowed to keep native snakes. Like, we don't have black rat snakes here. Like, the morse were not allowed. Mm. Because we have a native to you, Ontario. Right. Yeah, it's sort of a dumb rule. There's a lot of states where, like, natives aren't legal to be kept. And some you can, but it's like a permit system. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but who gets banned? Do we both get banned? Yeah, Emma says there's no rules about. uh, Yeah, I saw it. Per morph market. So, all right, I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I don't follow crocodilians because I have no interest in keeping crocodilians. Dealt <sighs> with them a few times, but no, I'm good. Do you think auctions make prices artificially fall lower instead of just true price discovery? They like force people to make decisions that are whatever. They can. I don't. I don't think it's black and white as some people make them out to be. Because I know some people. Have were very upset when they before they ever did their own auction when Morphork had announced it. People were very upset about auctions. Then they mm-hmm. tried them out and sold animals that weren't selling even at shows, even without the heads missing. But now they were selling even with the heads for a little bit more, and they were very happy with what they were getting. Right, because like a male double head is of any combo is, is thirty bucks, two hundred bucks. It's like yeah. thirty to fifty bucks. Yeah. 
if it's a banana, it's a pie, it doesn't matter, it's a banana, right? Yeah. Right, so it relieves the, like, slop part of the hobby. Not slop, someone could still want it, it's a happy pet, whatever. It just figures out how to get it to go. Yeah, they go to a home, they go to somewhere else, so... People and then they got a little happier. They they got they're still a little upset about um, the higher end stuff going in auctions because of the price fluctuations. You think, but mm-hmm. I've said before and I'll say it again. One, I think, I think if you sit on something, like if someone puts something in an auction, it generally means that nobody's asking them to buy it, either if they've or, been advertising it at least, right? And if or they have a bunch of it, and they're right, like, right. If you have ten of something you're going to set like one animal doesn't set a whole market. Right. Generally. Right. Yes. Correct. But 10 could start at least changing it. Um, so, so I don't, so what is a store of value in an animal right now? Because right now we have lots, like dozens of acid clown combos that are yeah. sitting, for example, and some of them have gone the auction and gone much cheaper. So like, should someone who has acid or confusion clowns be looking at the price of the auction ones and being like, hmm, there's 200 of these. They're not that hard to do because you could breed any acid head clown male to any clown combo female and make all kinds of these combos. Or should they hold because I think the well, same thing is true? So, so I'll try not to make it too long-winded, but if you hold for too long, like everyone says, they'll just hold, hold, hold. But the thing is, people are breeding the next year, right? So if you're holding 2023 acid clown, just as is your example, eventually the 2024 people are coming out. And the people who had bought hats in 2022 or visuals in 2022, males especially, mm-hmm. are probably producing them in 2024. And they're not necessarily holding your price because they kind of want to get their money back out, right? Right, because they'll come in with little babies and they'll be like, oh, there's a bunch of stuff from last year sitting at 3000 I'm going to come in at... 1500 to try to sell my little babies or whatever right right so now now you're competing like hold the line only works if no one else is if there's not really much production going on right or you are the only person with that combo yeah essentially it only works when there's not a large marketplace for it and as soon as it's out then you've got problems and i think like acid as a general idea is i think people are held in that line for far too long but that's my opinion like yes uh, also Jean like clown. people are gonna downvote this this is just like <laughs> <laughs> people can talk it's our opinion yeah. uh we're not correct necessarily yeah don't send me hate mail yeah no hate mail like my my husband he's real mean i'm always like what is the real value of, a, of an animal and he's like nothing shish kebabs right <laughs> because like the the intrinsic value and like the hobby value are two totally separate things we we put extrinsic value onto our animals right so is it is it okay if somebody breaks the line and price drops because everybody's been sitting at the same price is that like an ethical decision or do they do they deserve people to slip into their dms and give them a hard time i mean depends what we're talking about here really like as in sure it's a hard it's a hard like it's generally again not black and white i try not to live in a black and white world when we talk about this stuff because it's nuanced to everyone's situation and nuance on what that situation is mm-hmm. and the intrinsic like you talk about intrinsic versus extrinsic value and it's like 
should why should anyone get hate mail for what they value this animal at extrinsically or whatever right and that's a great point based on it's worth what someone's willing to pay if no one's paying it and you're sitting on it and sitting on it well either you think the value like you can keep your prices there it's your project just don't be upset or complain that you're not selling them three like two weeks later all right can i tell you something dave has said a couple times now dave levison he's like you know, people are like, well, if it gets bigger and you keep holding it, you should hold it back and breed it yourself. But he's like, if no one wanted to buy it when it was a baby, a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a three-year-old, and you're breeding a bunch of it, are you just shooting yourself in the foot by making even more of it the next year? Or should you cut your losses sooner because it's gone out of fashion before well... you even do it? Yes and no, right? Because it depends on is if we're talking about combos, it that would come down to you have to break down the individual mutations on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, hi Lindsay. And Lindsay's here. Yeah, I saw that. Respect. <laughs> and I would say something along the lines of like you can go back to a lot of genes like hidden gene right? Mm-hmm. People try to bring that back, but there's no value to hidden gene In COVID, we're we're gonna excuse COVID years where every gene had random ridiculous value that everyone wants something a little different. Mm-hmm. it's back to the regular world of what, what you're doing, right? So if you're talking about hidden gene one with clowns, yeah, maybe if you keep bringing down that road, no one's going to really like it. But if you like it, you can keep working it. I just think you have to have your expectation set that this is not a crazy project. So unless you make a really awesome animal with it that nobody's seen before, the hidden gene one with clown project is probably going to be relatively limited in what you're going to make, right? On what else stuff you put into it. Right. So I, so, so I guess what I'm asking is like, you know, if you had a bunch of hidden Gwoma clown females and you wanted $1,000 from them or whatever, because you're yeah. like, it's a female clown. It's got two other genes in it. One, some of them have yellow belly, some of them have, and she, yeah, I don't know, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever something yeah. common. You're like, it's worth it. But then nobody wants to buy it. If you were to keep it and keep going, you would be like increasing the like percentage of hidden gene woman in your own collection by holding back all of those girls when right. nobody wanted them for like a fairly reasonable. But you'd have to just be okay with like if that right. you just have to set your expectations. I think at that point that you have to be okay with the fact that these are pretty much just your hobby and your pets, mm-hmm. and that you're either selling to pet store people for a hundred bucks as just cool clowns, or you're hoping it catches fire, lightning in a bottle in a few years or something, and you make like inferno clowns. Maybe they become really cool. Mm-hmm. And then people want your stuff. Um, but right. you said, I, I think the mentality of the breeder in that case has to make sure you set that correctly, right? If your mentality is that because I put hidden gene woman in a clown or with other stuff, then it's going to be worth astronomical and everyone's going to buy it, then you just send yourself up for disappointment, in my opinion. <laughs> you mean, if you're like, I'm going to focus on genetic stripe and never have clown genetic stripes, I think you're setting yourself up for not a good time. Right. You have to couch your own personal interest in what the market wants. To. You have to figure out what you what your expectations are as a breeder. If you're just playing around with pets and hobbies and stuff like that, it's cool. If you want money, you might have to follow a bit more of a trend. Um, you have to, you know, but you have to do the legwork. If you want to show off hidden gene woman or anything else, you just have to find where it works. That's mm-hmm. kind of it. But no. Back to your original question about auctions, though, I would say you're talking about prices and stuff like that. 
I would say if someone wants to use that as an example, more information is better, right? The best decision anyone can make is an informed one. Mm-hmm. So if you take acid clown back to the original conversation, if you see a bunch of them in auction and you still see people post it and you look at the first time it was posted like six months ago and the prices are still $3,000, then maybe you've got to take like something in between the auction and the posted price. Right. Like you have to use the information available to you and you have to take a bit of it with a grain of salt because we both know people put sucker prices out, right? Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> sometimes it's not a sucker price, but it's a price. Well, sometimes make... it fucking is a sucker price. It so. is, but sometimes it's make me sell it because I don't really want to. I, I want it kind right. of the whole back, but you have to kind sure. of figure out is it. Um, and then you kind of have to do it, right? Do you think people are doing that though do you think people are looking at doing it and going like okay i have a bunch of five thousand dollar x combos the auction price is one thousand dollars people do want it but not at this price these aren't het for anything else they're not double visuals they're just blank plus two incomplete dominant gene it's a time to let this one go are people actually doing that because it doesn't really look like that's happening they're still holding. I don't know if they're doing yeah. that. I don't think they are. I agree with you. I don't really see it. I think I think the thing is it's really hard to raise a price, but you can just slowly drop it closer to that price point. Right. It's like the like you don't have to sell boiling it frog thing. Like just because an auction went for a thousand dollars, it doesn't mean you have to immediately sell your stuff the next day for a thousand dollars. You could move it from five to four. And test and, each price point. Yeah, why not? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to sit on it anyway. Why not test it? And I know people say, like, well, that's like, some people say, I left $1,000 on the table then. Let's assume, right? And I'm like, but you never had the money in the hand, right? It was just a value assigned to the snake that you want cash for it. It doesn't, you didn't, you didn't lose that's anything true. because you never had it in the first place. Right. People fall into that fallacy every minute of the day we're like yeah, my snakes are worth this snakes. much <laughs> <laughs> that happens Whatever. also all the time outside of snakes too it's not just yeah it's not just limited to us because you don't know how much a snake is worth until someone yeah. pays for it because that's when you've d- defined it in the market outside right. of that it's just all sort of magic and i get i assess it to be this value because it could die tomorrow and then you didn't get any money for it because it i don't that's know true. had a, a bowel movement that was weird people didn't want a stranger for years stranger was always popular uh desert ghost nobody wanted but that was market problems i think with the name right Mm -hmm. you had two you had the desert gene that literally had you know the females died Mm -hmm. there's a whole science thing there and then you had the ghost name which everyone was down on hypos and orange ghost right Nobody mm-hmm. want that stuff at the time. And then you, somebody combined the names and was just like, yeah, let's just do this. <laughs> and I was like, this is the right. dumbest name ever. Right, Sahara or something stupid. Sahara. That, that been was cool. at least not confusing for people. Right. I can't believe that line, that name died. The, the other thing is, like, people remember Justin's uh, victories. They don't remember his failures. There's, like, a recollection bias. Like, he's picked lots of little genes and been like, this one's going to be great, and this is going to be awesome. Like his and like, computer dreamsicle that he made, and then he was like, I'm never doing this project again. <laughs> right. So he's tried many things. and Yeah, he, he uh, does trial. You have to trial and error. That is true. Right. And he's so, missed on things many times, he says. Right. So people are always like, Justin thrives off genes people threw away. I think it's more than that. Justin thrives off of deep 
and wide collection that he can throw many things at to see what sticks. I think he also hit on some really good stuff early on. Like he talked about just recently, he had the video about like the top five snakes or something. And mm-hmm. he talked about how in like 2013 he was doing leopard clowns and then Ben Rennick did spot nose clowns. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Justin saw the spot nose clown and he was inspired to combine them. And that's how the mm-hmm. Batman was born. Um, but it wasn't like spot nose was thrown away necessarily. Ben Rennick had done all the legwork to figure out that it looks really cool in clown. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Do you think if someone else had made it Batman and maybe even called it Batman first, it would have been as popular? Mm, probably not. Most okay. people don't know how to market a new gene because the Kiki ball where the, the clown genetic stripe has been out for years, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody gave two shits about it. Now, maybe it was ahead of his time before people really cared about double recessives as much, mm-hmm. but nobody gave two shits about that, right? It's why it's called a Kiki ball. He named it after his kid. I believe he promised his kid if he made a combo, he named it after his kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's still in. You just think he should have done more social media? I don't. Balls? I don't know the answer to it. I don't know the answer to the marketing of it. Maybe I. I do think you need to get the animal out. You don't have to hold on to everything. You could have sold that to someone or traded for like fifty thousand dollars worth of project animals, and let someone else do the marketing for you. Like Justin, like trade it to someone higher up the food chain. Let them do all the marketing mm. for, or just let them in the project early. Or he doesn't tell anybody. He breeds then, fifty of them. <laughs> well, then we're back to the spider gene. And then he has, and then he An releases army. the the double heads once he already has, yeah, grown on whatever's, like people do for new genes. Well, that's yeah, that's been going you know on for I mean? many years, yeah. Yeah. Let's see what chat's doing. Beast Wars, if you're in the growing stage, sometimes it's worth to hold back females rather than cut price. Then you'll have more to breed. So here's a question based on that. Do you believe that just because you're in the growing phase that you should hold back females, even if it's not all the, it's not the animals you want it? Like if you want it, if you're aiming for, like if you, I don't know, it doesn't matter. If you bred double head to double head and you're like, I really want DG clowns and they're double head to double head and you miss on it. Do you think you have to hold back like a DG pause head clown female just because it was the only thing that hatched in the clutch? Or would you believe selling it all and just buying a DG clown would be better? I think so. So because I have animal a collection of animals already, I think selling it and holding it back would be better. Or so selling it and like getting one better one is better. Because like takes too long to grow up a female. It's Three to a million years, hypothetically. Right. Maybe for I, some I think people, it's very, two years. I think it's very dependent on what you're doing. But I don't think if you're growing your business, you have to hold it back. I think you can just sell it and get maybe one better, one really good animal, or even just a couple animals that are kind of more in line with your project than just keeping back what you think might be really good. My, my biggest problem. But I think there's, the- I don't think one way or the other, right? It's not, there's right. no wrong answer, really. No, yeah. My problem was like during the the panda times, I couldn't buy anything. Like I needed to be not have diseases, <laughs> so I needed a guarantee for that. And then stuff would be bought up before then. So I did buy stuff, but many things I wanted to buy, I was turned down by sellers. Like I'm never fucking selling to you. Which I remember all of your names, by the way. I have them written down. What and Pepper's Farm never forgets. Are they ever. in? Are they in chat? <laughs> That'd be funny. 
Uh, I don't know. Maybe. But they, what? Why wouldn't they sell to you? Because <laughs> you were. Gonna they didn't test want it? me to see if it was gonna have Nido. What? That's kind of. Does that not make it more sketchy? Yeah. Because I would be like, sure. And some I'd be of like, them, go and ahead. Listen to me. And some of them probably don't have Nido. They just don't even want to entertain the idea of somebody even thinking about it. And I think it's gotten right. better since then. But at that time, like I tried to buy all kinds of stuff and people would be like, no, <laughs> like your money's no good here. And the ironic part is, is that you're still around willing to buy stuff now. And the person they might've sold it to is long gone or getting out. They right. And I have a podcast so I can tell people. That's also true. Right. So <laughs> I heard, actually, I had a friend message me that he's been seeing every day, someone getting out of the business. Someone sent off their collection. He in sent Canada me a picture or in the U.S. In the U.S. Okay, my buddy's in the U.S. He actually sent me a picture. He's like, the collection bought today, and he showed me a picture of somebody's post uh, of like a trailer of racks that they they bought, right, and stuff like that. And I guess collection. Mm-hmm. He was saying there's a, apparently a lot of breeders in Georgia, I think Kentucky, Tennessee, in those areas. There's a lot of saturation mm-hmm. of like. He gave me statistics randomly. We were just talking about last night. He gave me statistics like there's 190,000 people in the city and there's like 100 breeders or something. It's like that's a lot. That's a lot of market saturation. We need more populations in Canada. More Thanks, people. Aaron. You guys can all move to Canada. Yeah. And become so breeders. It's very weird because the, the South, right? The South. They have like a longer history of keeping snakes in general like historically because like the old importers would come in through miami or new york like the northeast and the south are like your you know central hubs of like keeping i think it was just like yeah yeah so the and the concentration of breeders around there even though it's not like a continuous line of people like they're always there there's more shows there's more history of shows so like they teach each other so the density is just like through the roof of breeders in the south <sighs> a lot. it is a lot let's talk about the density of breeders in canada how many there there's 38 million canadians and 330 million people in the u.s so yeah. like do you think you have a tenth the breeders or do you think you have like a different i think we have less even less well and i can only premise that on more market numbers right okay and I only I say that because like if we do by like the ten percent thing like oh there should be like ten percent we have ten percent of the population of the right US. you would think should we have ten percent of the animals if you just look at the numbers of how many morph market animals are ball pythons are in Canada versus the U.S. is not ten percent we are like two percent maybe of what the Americans have out. but do you think Canadians are not putting it on morph market because that is a morph market is only to sell to a dumb I know American. lots of Canadians who say, I don't sell anything on Morph Market, so I'm never using it. I didn't sell anything in the one month I tried it, so I'm not going to use it. Mm-hmm. And I just think they're short-sighted. I think we need to be using it more because there's no... I think part of Canada's problem is we're not... We haven't really quite centralized. As much as we should, and Morph Market would work because there's like... Um, the West, like Alberta and stuff like that, they kind of stick to themselves. like They have their own shows and everything. But also the problem is, like, in the States, you guys travel ridiculous distances to go to shows. We're real, real dumb. You guys will, like, go, like, 12. I've seen people drive, like, 10 hours to go to I've a show. I've seen them drive 18 hours. Yeah. Here? One, first of all, 18 hours ain't going to get you, like, out of 
working on Perio, but dang it. But like people don't, it's really costly to travel here, like to fly in because you have to fly most of the time. Other than like people come from like six hours away, like Quebec, they'll come in from Montreal to come to Ontario shows. Um, but the yeah, West that would be really reasonable to have like six an hours Ontario like hub show. We do, we call it the CRB, right? Yeah. Do you have a British Columbia hub show? No. There's like no breeders in British Columbia. What? It Don feels Patterson. like the West Coast is like hypothetically rich, right? Yeah, Don Patterson's out there. Um, Henry Puron was out there, but he unfortunately had a facility fire like last year um, and mm-hmm. lost everything. That sucks. Yeah, All right. that's really sad. Um, but thankfully, nobody was injured or anything like that. He just lost his business. And that not just lost his business, but thankfully him and his family, because it was in his house, I guess. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, him and his family were okay. Um, I think he was, like, I think he, I don't know if he decided to get back in or not. Uh, who else is out there? There's a guy named Jeff Favell many years ago. He did it for a living early on. He's no longer around. Uh, Isaac at Superscale Exotics. He's bought up a bunch of stuff in the last few years. He's got a big collection out in BC. But it's hard. other species are doing better than ball pythons in certain areas like over competing them or do you think it's just like the all of canada is just kind of mid <laughs> you know what i mean or what what is it what canada's meat and potatoes right so all the main species well i shouldn't say main species because there's like no corn snake breeders anymore there's, <laughs> there probably are i just don't know of any i honestly don't know of any I know like, one girl. She comes to the show. She purely does scaleless, which I know are your favorites. Fuck, bitch. She purely does scaleless. Dream Jean Morse. She she's really nice. I like. I'm sure, she's a great she's person. Great. Yeah, Tristan terrible just taste. In, uh, Canadians love dart frogs. Apparently, by the way, Canada is like the leading hobby area for dart frogs. That's what I learned this past week. Okay, we I have mean that's cool. Amounts of dart frog breeders. I mean, people don't have to just keep one species, but a lot of times if they're going to be a ball python person, they are not also an everything else person. If they're going to be an everything else that person, they have one ball python or something as a pet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Crescent geckos and leopard geckos are big here, but they're part of the meat and potatoes, I'd say. Our problem in Canada is to do with a lot of climate. We talked about the South, right? Having a lot mm-hmm. of breeders. I think that has a lot to do with outdoor caging. And just climate. But people really only do that in like southern Texas and and Florida. VPI did it early on with their giants, right? When they used to breed those things. They had like outdoor enclosures. Was VPI in Cali? Am I making shit up? No, they were in Texas too? They were in Texas, yeah. The Parkers. They might have moved to there from somewhere. But yeah, they were in, I believe they were in Texas. Or still are, actually. Mm. Um, But But that doesn't explain why it's so dense in like New York or whatever. I think it's old import hubs. So people would crack hubs. No, no, no. I just think that's part of it down there, right? Yeah, and take them to, like, White Plains in the late 90s, early, like, mid-90s. And that was, like, that's why, like, bows are still popular in New York, that, like, metro area, in a way that they aren't popular as intensely anywhere else. Boas, you said? Yeah, like, red-tailed boas. Yeah. Whenever someone's, like, talking about their Boston baked beans and their boas, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I know what happened there. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's because like the Colombian imports would come to Miami or New York. And so yeah, they would yeah. just... the two big hubs, right? Yeah. And that's how they scatter across the Eastern seaboard. And nobody really wants to be a berm breeder anymore. So like Thankfully. those all died. And so Thankfully. all that's well, left is boas. They... So 
you probably know you you're up on like all the testing and stuff didn't they back in the day it was like green burmese pythons were prone to at the time it's called just a respiratory infection right yeah berm disease berm disease green it's green specifically the green ones got it right majority of the time and then it would just be a respiratory disease that the snake would never get rid of every winter mm -hmm. they would get sick everyone would talk about it and I think Brian Barczyk said in one of his videos that they figured out it was some disease or virus or something. And it either they were able to cure it or those animals just were not bred and they just died off eventually. I think they all died. <laughs> I want to I wanna be, just believe that it was curable, but I do believe they all just eventually died out. Right. And like So like some of them could have been mycoplasma, which was like, I became, think that might have been the word. Became popular as a concept and is curable. But like... I could see a lot of people. Just we didn't even them. know Nido existed at that time. Yeah, yeah. So it could have been both, or like just Animals curling up more than one a others. twenty foot snake in a eight foot cage with its own urine stink. That's uh, also yeah. not good for that people. Uh, still do, yeah. Let's, so both of those are bad. Talk about the giants. I yeah. don't. Say, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about giant keepers. All right, let's not talk about mean things. We're trying to be happy. Uh, well, we can be positive that we. I, I like berms, so I wish there were more berms. They the are my favorite snake. Way, I yeah. would love to. I keep telling. There's a breeder on the west coast. He's got a lot of berms, Dylan. I'm like, bro, you gotta make some like super. Make some like dwarf Burmese albino labyrinth, and I'll buy them. <laughs> I was like, I saw the as long as they don't get over ten feet, we're good. Pure dwarves at the. Herb show, they were right next to me. They were fucking fire. Were they? <laughs> I, I, I've heard I want, they, they just I heard, look cool. Oh, do they? You know? I heard they're also really spicy. I don't care. They're, I know they're the only like were. whatever 10 feet long, eight feet long as an yeah. adult. So that's like a big boa. I can so handle legally, that. We can keep them here. So I'm like, put labyrinth in them, albino labyrinth. I'll buy them. They're so rare, pure. You'd have to do it with like a male and like breed down yeah, that way. Yeah, you'd have to. It, it, it's a dream in like 10 years. Someone else. I can't. It'll happen. Someone It'll else. happen. Yeah. They did it with retics. They'll do it with berms. Mm -hmm. Gotta get them away from the mite farmers. <sighs> That's all. That's who really important the dwarfs, right? So. All right, back to auctions. Ready? Yeah. Some people think you shouldn't auction an animal if you had just sold a similar animal for. Full retail because it makes a full retail person mad. I can agree because they that. got suckered. Are you not? Are, do we not talk about like protecting, like being nice? Like I can agree with that. How much time between an auction and a retail sale should happen before you're like the market's moved on? Good question. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. It okay. We we should specifically specify like the price point here. If you sold a three hundred dollars snake for like you sold a bell for retail and then you put a bell up for auction i don't think that's a problem mm -hmm. like because it's very likely going to go close enough to 300 bucks that's and right if your customer who's spent 300 bucks or even if it doesn't who cares because you can buy them for right. 100 on that's correct sometimes. and i can say if, if the person comes back and says hey i saw you put up an auction it went for 200 bucks and i spent three you could be nice and give the hundred dollars back if you really want yeah you can be nice like I know people that won't be, but I'm like, why not be nice? But if it's like ten thousand dollar retail sale, and then it drops lower, mm -hmm. I I don't. And you're like, oh look, let's put this in auction, and it goes for like four grand. I'd be kind of pissed if I was a ten thousand dollar buyer. Yeah, I mean, this is like Daddy Justin's primary concern with Daddy auctions. <laughs> yeah, he's Daddy. Is that is that his primary concern? Yeah, it's because it's hard to be fair to someone 
in a, in a in an actively falling market with auctions thrown in as a wild card because like you might think five thousand is fair, you might negotiate four thousand, but it goes on auction and goes for two thousand, and you just sold almost the exact same thing two weeks ago for four, and now it's going for two. Are you an asshole for like putting I mean, them in that position? I don't think it's that bad, but I do think you would you can't do it the next day. Because it means that you were willing to take a lower price. Exactly. You've revealed your hand. You reve- yeah, you revealed your hand. So, like, oh, you probably at least needs to be at least a month. All right. Beast Morph says he's not as worried about that, but he is worried about price falls during payment. Yeah, plans. so over 90 days, seeing you sold it for a thousand bucks, then it becomes a like technically probably a five or six hundred dollar thing. However, if you're doing like you're being nice enough to give the person a payment plan 90 days prior, you could have sold it faster, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that person really has a, too much of a leg to stand on because they're getting a really big benefit for a payment plan. If it's a 30 day drop, right, that's free food price. for like 90 days. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking like a longer term. If it was a 30 day payment plan, you could just be nice and like. You just know, be like nego- you're paid- negotiate. But- yeah, you you paid up, buddy. You're done or whatever. It depends on how far it drops, really. I guess if Beast Wars is, like, stuff- that's a good point, but it depends on how far it drops. Yeah. I like giving credit. I don't like giving money away. <laughs> giving money back. I'll just give you credit. Yeah, credit's fun. Or add in a bonus snake. Mm-hmm. We love that. That's two for one deal. Just whatever they want. Uh, Daddy Justin. Is crazy. Is that it? is a crazy name. <laughs> I think it's funny. But I can understand, but he's coming from a spot where like a lot of his animals are really quite uncommon, quite rare. Like, mm-hmm. what are we talking about? There's a million and one dreamsicles. Like, if I I can search right now for a morph market for like dreamsicles, how many how many dreamsicles are in US and in North America right now for sale? I can do it. Uh a lot. And they have been going extraordinarily cheap on auctions because there's just a lot of them, and they're. Well, that's my point. Are you going to be upset that someone spent, whatever? Uh, I don't know. How many dream schools? You have no other genes, or just just dream schools? So it has to just be dream schools. No other genes. Uh, right now there's forty three. Forty three. In the U.S. and Canada and Puerto Rico. Which is the U.S. I feel like there's there should be more out there. I feel like there's more out there. <laughs> well, I took out so if you add other traits, there's 135, and because a lot of the other traits are like. But if you put dreams go, should add those in there, right? As well, in, I, I took them out. So 135 with. Well, I meant dreams goes with like every. I thought you meant like specifically with like yellow belly. I meant dreams go with anything in it. Okay, 135. Yeah, 135. And that's, there's 43 just plain ass dream signals. Yeah, so that means like the price of plain ass dream signals has to come down. That's a lot. Right. That's a lot. And there's one in auction like every week. And they're females. Right. But and females are good to buy to be future breeders. Agree. If you buy a double visual, you can always breed her to whatever to make double heads or but my point is is that if females are in auction, it means that they're not selling at retail. Like nobody's there's no de- there's not a high demand for that. There's a demand. The price point probably just isn't two thousand dollars like people think. I think a plain dream school female thousand dollars to fifteen hundred would probably be reasonable in today's market. I mean, there's some already on there for seven hundred females, seven fifty, 
750. Yeah, I'm pretty confident males in 2023 were under the table going for like 500 bucks or less. I'm pretty already know that they went for 300 <laughs> those shows that I went to. I, I do think Dreamsicles will have a new life at that price range of like 500 bucks because on a table, it's like a pet person thing. That's going to look point. really cool. And, yeah. then, and pet people spot $500 bells for a decade. They're going to buy, buy them now. For 500 bucks. For, it doesn't matter. You're still making snakes that are $500. So you think a couple of months would be like a good time to like rethink about a price? Change. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. New question. You know how like a price kind of gets set in the fall, like a new floor, and then it doesn't really fall too much over the spring because there's like tax money, so it sort of sits. Yeah. When do they reprice again? When like the new babies hit the market in the beginning of the summer? Because like if they should if all come down again. Like if we're talking, let's say we're talking like dream schools, right? Because you have to, we have to use like it's nuanced. But the funny thing is, like we talk about it, snakes are art, but they're also. I come from the financial world, so like, I can see the similarities to stocks. And it says like you have to talk about each individual more for combination on its own, almost. But you can't always compare them. Right, they're not fungible. Yeah, so like what you're talking about is like dreamsicles, for example. If the price stayed at thousand dollars for a female all the way to now, like when did the new when when should the price drop, kind of thing. In the spring, the spring when, after when there's a bunch more out there, like probably early summer. Hmm. So prices, so like there's like seasonality, obviously. Yeah. So like when there are the most snakes on the market, which is the, the late fall, summer right? fall, yeah. like peak ball python market, which this year it peaked in like October fourth or something like that. I don't yeah. know what it was. Because that's when they're most ready prices drop the fastest because people are like i'm full i'm full there's distressed sellers yeah. right but then they sort of stabilize in the spring and then like there's like the summer doldrums they see some people will run sales in the summer because people yeah, are I don't know, on vacation or something market. but when did the last year's inventory of the same morph drop because new ones came in cheaper wow. and, and it's not a female so it's not necessarily getting more expensive or should you have already tried to sell it in the spring during tax season and not even had it in the summer? I think that's probably the best thing. I know Will Banks, and I know nobody likes that name, but I know his I know his idea is that as soon as the first clutch is like laid, he runs a he runs a sale on his site. He'll post it on his socials. He's like, Oh, the first eggs dropped. Oh. So when he's the... like, time for me to sell it all my previous inventory. He puts up blows out of But he could hypothetically be, be laying right now. Yeah, whatever it is. You know, 2024 stuff is yeah. laying, or could even have been Probably hatched nice. by now. It's, it's either laid or hatched. It's whatever he did last. That's what he did last year. And I would say something similar. Like, I, I agree with you. I think push it out. The sooner the better. Because when you have, when there's 2024 babies out, and you're sitting on 2023 babies on work market, people start questioning the size of your animals. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, listen. That part drives me nuts because... They're fine, right? They're fine. But, but they want seven hundred gram three month old baby. Right, but they're they're <laughs> fine. Like, like I got them on frozen thawed for you. They're nice. They're just not huge because I don't want a seven hundred gram three month old to take to shows. It's so big at that point. It's like right. The, the show, Nobody the else wants people it. don't want it. Right. The, the pet store, my wholesalers, all they're like, Aaron, put like a meal in them, and then I'll take them. 
right? And that's it. They want them as soon as they can. Because the smaller and, they are, the easier they sell the pet people. Yeah, and, and to be fair, they're going to feed them. They're not just going to put them on their floor. They feed them, make sure they're okay. But they want them smaller because they want that range to sell them, right? They don't want them at 200 grams because they only have like another 100 grams to sell them, right? So you think we should be dropping prices hypothetically to clear but both we, genders inventory by spring by the end of spring tax season? Is that me crazy? personally? I don't like to have inventory sitting around for like six, eight months. I don't have a crazy collection though. Crazy, I don't have a hundred babies, so like it's easier for me to push out a dozen babies or three dozen babies, right? Over time. Mm-hmm. But I just, I honestly, even though you and I agree, a baby that's, you know, 500 grams at six months old isn't a problem or even eight months old or whatever. There's lots of people who start questioning that, right? Because they're buying the 2023s because they're like, oh, it's one more year closer to breeding or eight months closer to breeding, right? Because they breed females at right. 18 months. And I, I do want to know a male specifically that it's sort of getting close to 500 by the time it's a year or two old. I agree. It doesn't have to be because I can get it up like put the extra 300 grams on it fast if I want to. I roughly want it to be about, I I look at like yearlings between about 600 grams is my average is what I like if I was buying one and it was in that range of let's say 450 to like 700, I would definitely consider that a healthy animal. I would consider it healthy. Even if it was like 300, it would still be healthy. I can fit. I can get size on it in three months while it's quarantining, you know? Yeah. I'm just not that worried about it anymore because I'm an adult. <laughs> like every time I fed females really fast when they're little, not even fast, still once a week, but like a really uh, perfectly optimized size, most of them still don't breed until they're three anyway. So what's the point? I just don't even care. I'll well, feed them whatever. I, Pickens, I was trying to sell a snake. Rosenthal mice. I'll skip I was, weeks. I don't care. They'll breed at three. It's I fine. was trying to sell a snake to someone on like our version of craigslist up here and it was like a red striped heck clown female and the person's like how big is it i'm like it's like it says in the ad like 450 grams or something and they're like oh i thought it was breeder size and i'm like nope but i'm like you know feed it for a couple more years it'll be breeder size and like i'm like i have a proven breeder heck clown female you can like just a normal i'm like she's available too the person just crickets never heard anything back and i'm like man people are still rushing to breed them like instantaneously i'm like even if you got it today there's no guarantee it's going to breed this year for you. Right. Even if it was an already proven you, breeder adult. Yeah. She I, might just be like, I hate your room. I know people also that refuse to move the like the snake from one level in the rack to another because they're afraid it's going to throw them off. I'm not worried about that, but it will mess them up to move rooms in your house. Yes, they're like, your, this room is different. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, All right, Jake asked, and this is true for some things, that there's a price premium for females as they get bigger. Um, I would hope that there would be more of a premium, but that doesn't always occur. Right. It's, when I look at the data, it still happens sometimes, but it doesn't happen a lot. It doesn't like, happen a lot, no. It should. I agree. Uh, but it doesn't. It, In theory, it should be a thing. It used to be back when you sold normals for 10 cents a gram. It was during the, the panda <laughs> times. Like, you could sell... Uh, oh, 400 grams got you premium right yeah like so you can see what year what what month a a snake was born and what month it sold on work market so when you go through you can tell like it was listed as like a 900 gram clown female normal but like 
10 months old. She sold at 10 months old. She was 900 grams at that point. She sold for $800. She was closer to breeding than like if she had sold as a hatchling the year before, she might've been during the panda times 300 bucks or something, 400 bucks. But yeah. some, some more falls are faster than like any sort of price premium for the morph. So depends on how rare it is to be on with. Depends if it's a real rarity or a fake rarity. Because we know those have happened in the hobby before. The fake rarity. That... How many of them are happening right now? I don't know. I can't. That, that's. I'm sure there's at least one. But if you if you you can you eventually see the the people talk about this stuff like years after, right? And people talk about the Batman drop. When did Justin first produce a Batman? He talked about leopard clowns and spot nose clowns in like 2013, like 11 years ago. So I'm sure he talked to Ben to get a spot nose as soon as he can. I'm sure he. When did his first video come out though? 16? 17? I think he came out, in, I want to say 17 is when it was first released. But, but he how talked many, about it on 16? But did he, no, but did he already have one in 16, 15 or 16 is my point. All right. I Googled it. And what does World of All Python tell you? <laughs> I didn't check that. I checked the the internet. Oh, there's an ad. So 2015 was the Batman. Right, right. So released. we've been dealing with it for nine years now, and I'm like, they might have sold for what five to probably ten grand back in 2015, maybe. Yeah, I thought they were seven or eight thousand. Probably. Am I making that up? No, I don't know. I don't. I was around, but I don't know what the Batmans are selling for. But that would make sense. Not ten. So they actually had a fucking good run, if you think about it. Well, the, that's kind of important. Like, clown we had a really good run. If you bought it at two grand, and all of a sudden they're like seven hundred bucks, I'm like, but you you miss the whole other part that everyone else was dealing with them. There's a bajillion of them, right? That and the ingredients are super cheap. Right. I had a and great run for a combo. Time. There are other two Gene Clown combos that. Did not have that run, did not start that high, did not no. go that long, and no one but cares about now. Good, so. good, and it was like two relatively jeans that people really didn't have like high on their right priority to buy, right? It was very cool. I see that comment. Um, I agree and disagree because one snake isn't going to really make a whole price drop, and it doesn't have to be a price drop, it could just be put it in an auction. The auctions don't really, in my opinion, don't really affect retail for one or two snakes. Do you think they should be wholesaled instead of price drop? That's my next question. If Let's they're wholesale like... animals, yeah, I, I wholesale. I but I'm a big fan of wholesale, right? If it's like single G, almost even doubles. I rarely sell anything that's like doubles, like past on Mojave's, all that stuff. All this stuff goes to. I don't care if it's double head or not. It all goes to all goes to wholesalers. There's lots of people, not lots of people, but some people I know. Have told me that there are people who breed who wholesale everything that's a thousand and under. Yeah, <laughs> they, wholesale like they just retail the yeah. high end stuff only yeah. because it's not worth anybody's time, <laughs> which I sort of agree. Or they give it to their buddy and the buddy sells it on their table or whatever. Yeah, right. It, it shows because they don't want to be a show hound or whatever, which is cool. It's fine, but. Is that good advice for people? Because then people don't necessarily get their name out there to find customers. Because you are you yeah. just the guy who always has a thousand dollar stuff on more market and no one never get reviews. It de- it depends, right? 
where are they finding these wholesalers? <laughs> That's always right. the question, right? There are a secret. Some people just pound the pavement and go knock on every pet store they can and try to sell to every pet store. I know people that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how I start my relationships. Some of mine are through that way. And that's always that's fun. still good advice. It just doesn't guarantee you're going to get a relationship. But oh, agree. I just mean that's one option. I didn't say that's one option. I yeah. honestly, the best, to be fair, that was the best of. I have cold called wholesalers, like just pure whole, big wholesalers here in Canada that had like the, the our PetSmart like contracts over that. Mm-hmm. They took stakes for me years ago. We don't. We don't do business anymore. That guy became a bit of a dick bag, so we don't talk to him anymore. Yeah, no dick bags. But it was stuff like that. That's how my like that's how some of it happened for me. But I don't have mass production, so, so those wholesalers like I they're hit or miss for me, right? Well, what production do you have? Like, I don't know. I have about you know I think last year I had a low count of like four clutches, but I averaged like four eight clutches. To 10, eight to twelve, yeah. I don't have a crate. I have like forty animals. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty pretty reasonable. What the fuck? <laughs> I would love that. That'd be awesome. I got I'm looking down the barrel of at least 25 30 clutches this year. Yeah, my Fucking goal is to get idiot. there. Just I actually reduced my collection in like 2019, 2020 because it just wasn't where I want to be. And then I just built it back up. And it'll go I got to expand and move into a different room now and go higher. I'm see I'm big positive about it. I think there's just more to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't, we talk about pricing, but I don't really worry about it because I run my, my collection runs in the black every year, right? It pays for itself. Mine doesn't. <laughs> now that might be because <laughs> of size variance, but I, there's like, yeah. So mine just runs like in the black. I did my, I gotta do my taxes, but I think that's, if we're talking about pricing, I think that's a big thing. More legit businesses would probably help out. You could write a lot of stuff off, right? Right, but that's why it's running in the red because you write everything off. Well, no, it I, runs in the black technically. The well, you know what I mean. It runs in the red. I'm still not making money. Uh, Aaron says Justin Babu and bigger names can still sell animals around. Babu's a show guy, though. That guy hustles, bro. I full respect Babu. He he just hustles every weekend. He's at shows. <sighs> the hard part is like. Um, I I sell lots of cheap snakes. Fuck, I breed corn snakes. You know, whatever. I'm not. That's not what I'm worried about. It's just, are you going to be the person who will do enough shows to sell enough cheap snakes? You have to sort of decide that. And then if you are that, then you don't necessarily need to pursue a ton of wholesale. That's right. I find a lot of people do one or the other. Right. Mm-hmm. In in Canada. There's only like seven shows really about that in Ontario in the area. And Alberta only has a few. So like you can't just be a show person. You can. I know I know a guy who breeds a fair amount and he never exports. He purely sells in Canada. But then he can't like he doesn't make five thousand dollars snakes, usually he doesn't sell them. Okay, let's talk about that. How like Canadians, ball python breeders, appear to have the dream of mostly being exporters of high-end snakes. Is that correct? I don't. I don't know if it's a dream. It happens to be a bit more of a reality. High-end stuff usually exports because in, it's all. All the Canadian breeders I know, 
price like price everything in the U.S. We all price everything in U.S. dollars. Do you this price is, it in Canadian shekels for each other? I you will. know what I mean. I know lots okay. of them that do. I do buy things like even though, but that's like a twenty five percent discount already, right? Right. It's like an exchange rate of twenty five percent, roughly. And then Canadian, the reason breeders get upset, some bigger breeders get upset, is because the Canadians also going to ask for a further discount on it. So if it's a ten thousand dollar snake, U.S., it would mm-hmm. normally be like if we bought it from Justin, it would be twelve thousand five hundred, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're already asking for the ten thousand dollars in Canadian, and then they're like, "Hey, will you take seven for it?" So it's like a five thousand dollar discount essentially. Don't you think people do that in the U.S. though? Like, well, offer the Canadians low offers. The, the that, Canadians are cheaper on average. It rotates. It goes in cycles. Sometimes Canadians are really cheap, and then sometimes Americans are really cheap. I think we're like the White Trash Riviera. It kind of just rotates depending (laughs) on where the hobby cycle is for the country. But the the Canadian says, well, I can just sell it. If I want to drop the price, I'll sell it for $7,000 US and still make the 10 grand Canadian. Mm -hmm. Or close to it. Because if it's a high grand animal, then they'll just sell it, right? Do you think... Okay, so I I did watch um, Rob Barclay's video where he was talking to... Oh my gosh, Peter, what's his name? His like William. Malaysian friend who breeds ball pythons. He matches US prices in Malaysia also. Yeah. And then he does like a slight discount for like local instead of charging them more. And, and I was like, do we need to match US? Like, why is the US special here? Is 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 the US market like big enough that it like sets pricing? I think it's I just because generally the global economy uses like the US dollar as a big comparison, right? That's a really good number. 50 clashes. Arwen. That's right. Thank you, Peter. And Matt's here. Yeah, Matt is here. Hi, Matt. Uh, I don't I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. The US it like I was once told that it's a global economy, like as in the snake world, it's a global industry. We should be paying attention to the global market. Mm-hmm. And that generally is r- not run, but like it's led by the Americans in the snake world. It is. I don't know if we should be in charge. <laughs> I said it's led. I didn't say you're in charge. <laughs> but it's been led by the Americans so far. Um, so everyone kind of just follows that, right? And I think it's just easier for a lot of other foreign countries to America to buy, like on that, right? Taiwan, all this stuff, all of them go by the American dollar. It just makes a lot more sense. I think it's just an easy conversion for a lot of places, too. I don't think it has to be overthought more than that. Okay. Okay. But Canadians, I like to sell stuff high-end or anything in Canada, right? Canadians will have no problem selling to other Canadians. It's that sometimes the inquiries just come from the States, and it's like, who puts the money in my hand first? Sure. It just feels like... Don't play Las Vegas, bro. Herbert, go away. <laughs> You're an ultramel guy. Go away. It just feels like Canadians wake up in the morning, ball python breeders, and are like, if I can't go ultra high end and, and be an export type Canadian, I I can't go full time. Like there's not enough internal sales. Is that true? Or do you rely on exports? Or is there enough internal sales? I guess there can't be because there's, there's not that many show hounds or whatever. There's enough internal to to make an okay living at it. I think I think all the Canadians can probably do fine. Um, 
But I think they'd also have to do a little more work to make it happen, though. Mm-hmm. They'd have to actually go to shows. A lot of the big breeders don't go to shows. They don't do mm-hmm. shows anymore. Like, Corey Woods hasn't done a show in many, many years. He also hasn't, like, changed his collection composition. Has he bought anything? Yeah, he is monsoons. He's bought his Sunset Hypo in 2023. Okay. Good. He, he wouldn't tell me the price of that when I was at his house. I was like, tell me, he's like, no. I'm like, was it the most you've ever spent? He's like, no, but it's close. He's like, I spent a lot of money on that. Who, who did you know he bought it from, or is that a secret? Uh, I want to say John's Jungles. I think so. Okay. But I don't know many people at Sunset Hypo's mails for sale, so. Mm-hmm. But he has Monsoon. He was big. In, he's bought. He's into Monsoon. He bought stuff from. Uh, he bought stuff from Dave Green directly from Dave Green. What do you think about Monsoon right now? I think Monsoon's very cool. I think, funny enough, I think Corey Woods, he produced Super Enchi Monsoon. I think it's lesser too, but it actually looks different. It looks different. I think that is super cool, and I think it's underrated how how much work the super engine did to that monsoon. Do you think, think monsoon is overpriced? At what price? What are you talking about? Like right now, you can buy a male for like seven thousand. No, that's probably fine. I mean, everything like maybe, is fine. I just maybe, mean like, like relative offer, to the number of heads that we basically know our heads. heads. A lot. Well, I have a friend. They so the story goes they bought a snake from Billy years a special years and years ago, a special or a crystal years and years ago. And they bred it out and then Billy came back asking for it because he found out that somewhere deep in his line, because he bought the his original crystal came from Dave Green, right? Mm-hmm. All of Dave Green's monsoons popped out of his crystals or his mon or his Mojaves, right? Mm-hmm. So his stuff was linked to it. So Billy ended up with monsoons with pot like a, some het. And it proved mm-hmm. out. So my friends popped out generic balls. You can look them up on IG. They popped out monsoons in the last couple of years from like pause, pause hat things. And so like, if there's you go a look lot at specials right now on Morph Market, just regular specials, not known het monsoons, you can see het monsoon markers on a percentage of them all the time. Yeah, that may make sense that a lot of them just got out there, right? But so I, what I'm saying is like, does the the homozygous form Price makes sense if pets are pets out there. hypothetically everywhere. Uh, Identify I think it's okay. Like if you want to say like it's priced at seven thousand. If you want to, I believe if you offered five thousand and you got it for five thousand, that's yeah. I think you fine. can probably like, get some of them for five thousand. Yeah, I think that's fine for a single gene recessive. I think five thousand is fair for a single gene recessive. If project, you can buy even with people pets you, for two hundred dollars, is that the right? Mail? You can buy males for that much. I don't know about females. Females are probably still five to a thousand. Not hundred percent heads, but like oh, probable head. Probable you know, heads. Oh, you probably get those dirt cheap. That's what I'm saying. Like, like you could buy like one point three for probably like five hundred bucks. Right. Yeah. Until same the up. test until the test becomes available. And it's coming. But it is coming. But. Like the question is always like, is half of a monsoon worth two hundred dollars? Makes sense if the visual two pieces of a monsoon are worth five to seven thousand dollars. That's like too much of a gap to me. So either like the heads need to come up or the visual. Has well, to come I up. agree. I think I think the healthier industry would be the heads go up. Yes, 
I think actually <laughs> the ingredients are far too underpriced for all a lot of projects, and that we would be a healthier industry if we went up instead of drive everything down. Yeah, that yeah. Or like, like Hypo DG clowns are what thirteen thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars from Fireball, mm -hmm. but you can get a pair of triple heads for a thousand bucks. Yeah, and I'm you like get being a male nice, like, hypo clown head DG or whatever, for some combo for yeah. seven hundred bucks for not yeah. that much. Yeah, I know Justin has like combo DG double head hypo clown males on Morph Market for like fifteen hundred dollars US, right? Spot nose DG something something. And I'm like, that's pretty cheap for a fifty to potentially make. Now, where I think why that value is a little off, like where I yes, the prices should go up. But I don't think it's incredibly difficult because let's say you did buy that 1.3 Posset Monsoons. We'll say 50% heads or I don't care what they are. Mm -hmm. For 500 bucks or even 1000 You still have to raise up those females for no less than two years. That's correct. So you have to sit on these for two, three years before you get out there. So if you produce a $3,000 recessive, but you, you instead of investing the dollars, you invest the time. And I think there should be a payoff for that too. And if that happens to be three thousand dollars or two twenty five hundred dollars, you're still winning. People. Get I guess my though. question is, since hats have been like fairly reasonably priced, you know, two thousand dollars last year, now and now this year you can buy them for eight hundred male hat, hundred percent hats. People have been making pause hats for a long time, holding them back. Are we due for somebody to come in and buy a monsoon male and breed to 20 poshet females or whatever this year or next year, which will produce many monsoons next year before your stuff even grew up? That's maybe like also where I'm going through it. It's probably already happening. Corey mm -hmm. Wood's original male that he bought, and he has a, if you go to his website, he has a birthing record. So everything is public, right, for him. Hmm. He originally had a lesser NG head monsoon male, and he bred the crap out of that to, like, pied females, toffee females, like, uh, all the all the stuff he wants, him, all his project animals, right? He wants to make double heads. Or hmm. heads, pos head. He held back all the pos heads that looked crazy and bred them all together. Those are where his animals came from, right? His lesser, hmm. his stuff came from double head. Um, head, pos head plus double heads, right? Mm -hmm. And he just missed on the double. I think they're toffees in that clutch, the picture that you showed. And um, it still looks so yeah, cool. He's, he's already kind of done it, right? I know he's bought a monsoon male. Right. I think many thing. people did it. So like, I think he's just going to do that. He's going to read the crap out of it. Fall down relatively yeah. quickly at this moment. Well, it always does at this point, right? Justin said on the Herb Collectors when he was with Ozzy, he's like, you either get it at the very top or just wait and get in when everyone kind of has it and you get to play with it way more. You don't have to like, you don't have to race to reproduce it right. to make back your money, right? If you bought a monsoon at a thousand bucks, now you're like, you know what? Nobody's done tri stripe monsoon. I'm going to go do this because you don't have to worry about trying to make back 10 or 15 or 30 grand. Right. Playing around in the dirt with the. <laughs> <laughs> the, with the pores that's to me it's almost more fun because you're just like ah fuck it i just need to get like a couple of sellable things out of the clutch and it'll pay for the parents but mostly i'm this is like a personal thing yeah. i'm doing here over here <laughs> and so it doesn't matter if you're trying to add a, a weird gene into clown or something common because you're just doing it you're not that worried about it 
That's my yeah. that's my favorite that's, part of breeding ball that, pythons. That's a lot of that's a lot of the hobby though, right? And then you like you work your way up again. And to answer that question, it was moray was found. The moray is in the stranger lines, quote unquote moray monsoon. Mm-hmm. It popped out. My of stranger the is rolling stuff. I don't know if the dad has it, but it's like two generations away from a moray. Right. So it and they're they're compatible. So the moray. I don't think anyone's going to call their stuff moray. It's all going to be monsoon. Moray is a dead deadline. It's going to be. I like both names a lot, though. I don't like moray name. I don't like saying it. Monsoon's way easier, way cooler. It's a fucking eel, though, brother. Use it for a different gene, then. It's a cool eel. It looks like it's got pharyngeal jaws inside, so it looks like the alien. I get it. (laughs) See that? That was live action rendition. That was live action rendition from Aliens 2. Oh my god. I love it. With All right, Brooklyn. anyway, I was <laughs> that sexual tension. Those I'll never forget te- it. Those prequels are terrible. Let's not talk about those ones. Not the prequels. I'm talking about I Alien. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> aliens. It's game over, man. It's game over. Bill Paxton, save me. I need him to save me from tornadoes, also. Right? It's game Did over, you see man. the twisters? trailer no it's not twister 2 it's twisters <laughs> but it's not gonna have my husband's like you gotta watch this and i'm like i gotta watch it now i'll watch it's it pretty later. good i I'll guess but bill paxton's dead so like it's not the same okay <sighs> that's what i was gonna say i'm like bill paxton's not gonna be in it so not the same i'm gonna be chasing tornadoes with his sex therapist it's so fiance. good and it was written by michael crichton which like, he did the screenplay for it. Yeah. Which is why it's like somehow also perfectly you like. Got in the suck zone. <laughs> it wasn't long ago I rewatched that movie. It's so bad. I watch it once a year at this point. Now I live in Oklahoma, zone. I have to. It's like a Did role. you see my cows? <gasps> He's in it for the money, not the science. Food. That's what I say all the time. Food. <laughs> no, we're not going to my. So good. Okay, I'll stop quoting movies. I like pop culture. Way yeah, too much. I did watch Avatar. Uh, the show. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? You don't look impressed. I don't know. Is Iroh's good? It, it literally caused like a like a turmoil in my soul. So I so I, would, I was like so sleeping at night. I'm like ah, like you get a cold sweat. And you're going through like an emotional. <laughs> Like Zuko in season three, and you're like, "What do I do? What do I do with this knowledge? It's in my head now." So I have a standing thing about pop culture. I do not watch if something's in one medium. I do not watch it in another medium or like try to watch a remake. So like, this really takes someone off of my life. What about Lord of the Rings? I've I've never read the books. Oh. I've only watched the movies, and I love the yeah, movies. Yeah, the books are good, and movies are also good. Yeah, but way. I just refuse because it's going to probably ruin it. And I'm just not going to be happy. Okay, you should do it. Those ones like, are feel feel different, separate but equal. And maybe they're the exception to the rule because there's always an exception to the rule. Okay, but for the most part, like Harry Potter, I've never read, but I've watched all the movies because I really I enjoy them. But I find like it ruins one of the mediums for me, and that happened because Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I read the book, big fan. And then the movie, in my opinion, sucked. And I was like, oh, I'm so disappointed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I just don't go back and forth anymore. So like Avatar is one of those worlds. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it. It's so, it's so, I won't, no spoilers. 
like it's very weird why it's concerning. So if people watch it and you're like, it's fine. Six I, out of ten. Most people will probably think that. Yeah. But like they front loaded emotional stuff from later like Oh books. they try to hook you in emotionally. Yeah. You yeah. don't get to do like bossing say emotional stuff. Bossing in, at the in, time of bossing say. Like they use the like the 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 theme song for Iroh's son at a moment when Iroh's remembering it, which is something that is paid off in the second season. Like why why Iroh is irreverent and fun. They like pull forward all those emotional beats way early. And so you're like, is Zuko going to have his fucking girl boss transformation sequence now in season one? It's what it seems like because they're like building up all this shit. But I'm like, this is all supposed to be front loaded way back in the fucking... So they like changed the pacing and I'm like... Of course they did. CGI is good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's just makes me feel bad. I get it. I I need to be cleansed now, spiritually. (laughs) Go watch, go rewatch the I will! But yeah, I know. I watched the Death Note movie on Netflix. Oh yeah, sorry about that. And then people... No, I liked it because I never watched the anime uh, or anything and so that i watched just, one piece on so many people Netflix, and i thought it was better than one piece yeah see that's see that's see and i've watched both i just thought one piece was slow as shit in the beginning all right sorry Monster we got off topic is a dead project because there's significantly more dead monsoons than living viable ones oh shots fired that is a shot fired across the bow i guess the question is like is the monsoon curse real anthony said it wasn't real when i talked to him about it i heard i, I listened to that podcast have you heard any other dead monsoon stories besides the <sighs> i do the, know some that are dead. i know some too but i know some heads that are dead i know i know significant ones that are dead i know one I, my friends that made one they had one die in the egg just one but all the other ones have survived but one out of like I don't know, three or four. That's a pretty high percentage rate. But again, that might be too small to um that might be too small of a sample size. Right, but I've heard of multiple dead in the egg. But do you think that could just be not enough outbreeding? But I don't know. Are people not outcrossing? Like, like Corey Woods obviously outcrossed the, the shit out of it. Like I guess, I guess we probably will find out the next two years. This year and next year, like by twenty twenty five, we should have any. We should have knowledge. The breeder, to be the, fair, the price I of have a male het monsoon that I'm breeding this stuff, so I'm like in <laughs> or whatever. I'm financially invested, not for very much though. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I I do like what you said. They get the dead. I don't think it's a dead project, only because they're absolute. Excuse me. There's more than one like living adult there's a lot of living monsoons right and females that have laid eggs right so they right right just so the females the combo females live laying eggs stuff so it's not dead it could just be something similar to like what people talk about acid and confusion that they are um that they're very slow growers they're not the best eaters stuff like that it could just mm-hmm. be like they're not super strong when they're babies, but as soon as, if they start eating, that they just do fine. That could be it, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, people say that about tri-stripe, too. 
Yeah. If females take too long to grow up. People said that about mahoganies. Mahoganies don't lay eggs. But that was proven wrong because people want... Or female pides. I've heard about just female pides. All female... Female pides. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing was, was that they were highly inbred, Mm -hmm. right? Because of the value of them a long time ago. So people probably had bad fertility, possibly from just too much inbreeding. And so once they crossed them out, they did fine. Yeah, they're not killing their snakes on purpose. They're saying some monsoon homozygotes and heterozygotes are mysteriously dying in the egg or shortly thereafter. Yeah, that's what they're saying. I, I would be. I I think. I don't know. I I like it. I think it's fun. I but I like granite jeans in general everywhere they exist. Mm Like granite Mexmex, granite berms. Granite berms are really cool. Leopard boas that have like a really granily exploded pattern. I like like busy patterns. That's probably why I like the monsoon so much. I like busy, mm -hmm. busy patterns. I got a tri-stripe, but I still like busy, busy patterns. Not Tristan's right. He People don't take inbreeding consideration of with ball pythons. In boas, it's considered a lot more. Yeah. At least I from think, my knowledge. I think people don't know how inbred all of their ball pythons are collected. Like, you could have bought them from 10 different people, but they're, but still they're inbred. incredibly inbred because they're from, like, the same three collections, basically. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You have to be careful. Like, I know I know what Will works with. I know what Corey Woods works with. So I know for, like, generally, like, I'm buying new blood if I'm buying from them. Um, stuff like that. I'm in the project. I'm not trying to kill it. I just seek truth. You know? I've heard that before about like people kill project. That happened around the banana times when people were like, mm-hmm. if you don't, because you didn't buy banana, like you're just trying to kill the project. And I'm like, nah, bro. When someone's got pictures of a four gene comboed banana female on eggs, it ain't as rare as you think it is. <laughs> like they've raised this up for years and it's got like four other genes in it. They obviously, like, it's been around. Do you think that's collusion? I do believe so. That, that like, I don't know. They go to the island of Dr. Moreau <laughs> or, or whatever, and the the first people who buy in are like, breathe the piss out of it, but don't sell any of it. I think it's because at the time, the same people were all friends, and they probably sold to each other. And they all want to, like, they don't want to tell anyone about it, right? I'm just going to bring this to, you know, 50 animals. So you think they were, like, trading amongst each other? Yeah. Mostly? did. Yeah. That's the fucking buddy price problem right there. That's, like, that's like yeah. part of the problem. It's, like, this isn't, like, a fair you, market pricing no, system. The it's partially glow, a fake price. The coral glow, the original white smoke that was originally a white smoke <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, was what it's called. And it was a female. And that came from Nerd. They did a core glow. I think he had buddy prices and gave it to friends. Now, he probably traded or sold it, but he probably, like, here, Will Banks, here, you get one first. Right. We don't know. Don't sue us or whatever. There's always been a problem of, like, once people They've are already in, that, though, it's yeah. easier to stay at the tippy top because you're just sort of working together being buddies. But, like, yeah. to buy your way in... Would cost cost more than they were already put in to begin with because they could just trade between each other. Basically, the cost of them would be $100 per snake to make it ring. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Y'all should watch uh, Dr. Bruce's episode. He talks about like ball it's python a great episode. people should breed a ball python to a wild cup ball python sometimes. And go backwards. Now, I do think that's... I, speaking of that, I don't think hobby breeders have to necessarily do that. I think that should be on some bigger breeders, more importantly, who have very large collections to outcross their stuff. So I just think that could be like a value add of a hobby breeder. It could be, but it's also a lot of opportunity cost them because nobody cares right now. About yeah, it. but the big breeders have like big payrolls and shit. They don't have that big payroll. Not all you know what I mean. Big cost, yeah. rent. If oh. they don't rent anything, then they're... They can just, you know, they give me money if it's so... Co- like, if it, like, I don't think they're hurting for money for most of them. They posted their sales online, like, oh, I did a million dollars in 2023. Now, there's a lot of cost to that, but I'm like, they're not hurting. They're not worried about where their next meal's coming from. If they, they can breed three normals, it's not going right, to hurt their million people dollar out. paycheck. Well, to help yeah. out the, the industry, right? It doesn't have, I, I should put it this way. It's fine to do if you're a hobby level breeder or low or like a lower tier breeder, but it shouldn't just fall on us to preserve the market. The integrity of the species. For them to make a ton of money on, right? Yeah, Peter, I disagree. I see like nasty ball pythons all the time, like deformed heads. We don't see them in ball pythons, but they are there. We I've seen them on board market. As... People sell them for money and I'm like, get that shit out so of here. So you want to talk about that? <laughs> Do you think people should be selling shark mouth animals no. for like a fraction of what the investment cost is and that people should be breeding them? I think people probably should humanely euthanize them. I agree. I do not believe people should. If be they're totally them. fine or whatever, and it's like a normal, you can hide the heads, give it to a kid, whatever. And it's just like a little bit. But I've seen people post like, oh, this snake is like, you know, maybe it's a $10,000 snake. They got it for six or four because that's a shark, but they're like, yeah, I'm breeding it this year. And I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's dumb. Also, like doing the same thing for parthenogens. People will sell parthenogens for almost retail or retail. Sometimes yeah. tell you, sometimes like, don't tell the you. The risk is on you. That's, that shit is not worth breeding. And its mother should be probably shipped off to a farm upstate you because. Know, is it, yeah, because it's What's the likelihood terrible. of it rehabbing? Like, what of the mother? What's the likelihood of it happening again? I don't know, but it's heritable. Her ability to do that, she is basically homozygous recessive for the ability to do that. Right. So because all something... of her daughters will be het for that, even if the male isn't. Gotcha. Whatever. Gotcha. Okay. I know what you're saying. This is what you and uh, Warren were talking about. The delirium. Right. The, I can't say the word, but the, the nasty negative gen- genetics that underline that we don't visually see are also being compounded when we breed our morphs, right? Right. And that is what the outcrossing. So, like, a with. parthenogen is, like, the ultimate form of yeah. inbreeding crisis. Yeah, it's a clone, right? Right. But, like, it could be, like, it like... That's the closest to one that you get, right? <laughs> so you don't want females, even if sometimes they will breed sexually, to do that in your collection. You don't necessarily want to hold back babies from her either. So you don't want parthenogen females. You don't go, like, hey, cool, I got all these... Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you don't You're want like, them, get and out. you don't want the moms that do that. Go find a either. very large king cobra and feed it. Yeah, to me it's like embarrassing when people are like, "I bought a parthenogen." I'm like, "Excuse me, what? You you paid money for?" I can understand like I got it for free <laughs> to like keep as a pet because it could die at any time. If yeah. you have paid money for a parthenogen, you weren't scammed. But 
you do, you do not know what the quality of that animal is based on looking at it. Let me just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, I, Parthenogen buyers. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. But parthen Parthenogens, like, they usually don't live very long either. Now, we've got them. Like, some Sometimes people have raised do. them up to breed. Sometimes do. Yeah. But I don't think that... Breed that part. I don't think we need to. I, I've heard Right, we people, don't need to in a world with mini ball pythons. So, everyone talks about, like, the quality and quality out. Do you know how many times I've heard of people being, like, someone being, like... Well, here's another good example. You and Anthony on your podcast were talking about the, the kinked monsoon that's on Morph Market, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I agree that, like, it, it, I didn't see the picture, but you, you, or well, at least Anthony said, like, the, the kink is so low that it shouldn't affect breeding, right? It's like so below the tail. Right. It wasn't, it was like a little bump. But, too. I don't even know if it was sure. like, a true kink or like, it looked like the just tail was going and it was like a little bu- bone sure, spur. Just a malformation or something, deformity. Right. But do you think that animal should be sold at all? Like, uh, my belief is that we probably shouldn't. I don't know. It's hard, right? Because sometimes tail kinks are 100% developmental and aren't genetic. Right. But there's no way to know in this case. Right, until you do it. Unless you test it or breed it. Like, I got a bunch of tail kink boas. Do you want to spend five grand to see if it's genetic or not? No. But mine, but 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 these boas are like two hundred bucks. So like I could take that's off fifty bucks. Though. It's got a little tail kink. A little pet person's gonna yeah. think that's cute. But that's different. I, We're talking pets versus investment. Pets like a tail kink is. If it's so not gonna you think a ten thousand dollar snake who has a tail, a subcloacal tail kink, should be not humanely euthanized pool? instead of in the breeding pool? Yes. Because no one, you don't want to sell it for pet price. Well, you can't. Well, yeah, someone you will breed be. it. Right? Yeah, you, you should. Either you keep it yourself and don't breed it. Or humanely euthanize it in some one form or another, either for snake food or just humanely euthanize it and never do anything. I, yeah, I, it is hard. I like yeah, a dog, like, you could you could chop off its balls and put it in a pet home, right? Yeah, and you yeah. would know that you, as the breeder of like that happens all the time, species, right? You, it's can't do that for snakes. Animals that have like hip display, like they're tested for hip dysplasia. Like, oh, this is more prone to it or something, and they're like, okay, this thing got to be you know, uh, spayed or neutered and cannot be bred. We don't do that in snakes. Yeah. The like sub cloaca tail kink, I think is tough because they happen a lot without yes. being heritable. So you, that you one can, is more yes. tough. But my general, like in that, that could, I, I've told you before, nothing's, everything's a gray area. Nothing's really black and white. So you could absolutely have exceptions to the rule and you just have to make a call, a call on it. Um, and uh, that person saying, I don't, I'm an idealist. I absolutely understand that. I, I don't even begrudge them. I say, you do you. You do what you want to do. Um, I'm just saying, I wish, if in a perfect world, I wish that wouldn't happen. Because I sell. think we're just hurting our own projects. I think we're just hurting our own animals that we all claim to love. Um, but I do understand, like, people do it anyway. Because, you know, money drives people, like, crazy. So money makes people crazy. Based in the world of finance, I've seen money make people go crazy for any reason. People try to tell me it's not true, but I'm like, nah, it's true. <laughs> I saw someone once, like, their mother was on their deathbed, and the daughter was just, like, taking money out of the ATM every day with the debit card. And then the mo- mother recovered. We had to, like, get it all back. I was very awkward position at that Oh, time. no. Yeah, yeah. The twin sister had to, like, fly in from Colorado. It was really messy. Oh, no. But, yeah, I'm like, yep, money makes people go crazy. So... 
I think it's not. It, it's it's a disingenuous argument to compare. Should a human with some sort of issue breed versus should an animal with some sort of issue breed? Because humans are. It's not the same ethical question. Agreed. And then we're also not probably talking about the same kind of level. Yeah, it's just not the same kind of question. Right. It's like people not. people make bring that up all the time. Like, do you want to euthanize my my nephew with Down syndrome? I'm like, no, we're not talking. These aren't even the same topics. Not even the same yeah. topics. Like, please, like the severe metabolic bone disease, bearded <laughs> dragon, who's in incredible pain so bad it's like hunched over and eh, please euthanize that. I'm not talking about humans yeah. at all. I can understand that. No, they're we're not totally talking about that. No, it's totally <laughs> different topics. That's not this that's not the <laughs> podcast for you. No. Peter, I no. get the topic is very personal to you, but it's not meant in that way. So I apologize if I offended you. Um, yeah. I it's different we're, it's different is it heritable bumpy tails it depends like caramel vinyls haven't made it inheritable it's inheritable in them they have more wild kinks right sometimes have, like, it's 100 environmental and uh, there's no well caramel vinyls are not environmental right. in caramel it's not <laughs> like in cor corn snakes will kink fairly regularly <laughs> will they really I, yeah. I haven't bred corn snakes yet. I'm going yes. to. I'm going to breed your Miami. Oh, fuck. Good. Uh, they, <laughs> they kink a lot. But I literally think sometimes it's linked to the line or whatever, maybe inbreeding. Sometimes I think they just got like a weird vibe. Like the mom didn't put enough vitamin A or something in the eggs. Yeah. And so should you breed those? No. But if the kinks are minor, can they be rehomed as pets? Yeah. They're all, you know, who cares? They're all corn snakes are all like $50. And like it's... Maybe I'm the asshole because maybe I'm the one saying that that snake shouldn't be bred because it takes one more snake out of the breeding pool and I'm technically preserving a higher price. People can like, to be fair, that can be, you know, mm -hmm. I can be considered the asshole in this case. Also, like you, some of them, their one. kinks become like so severe. You can tell they have. The the small kinks as a pain. baby sometimes do grow. Like, right. The They'll like bigger, bump right? out so of the skin. Do. And right. it does, it doesn't change position, but it definitely interacts. That has to have right? pain, right? The, Sometimes the, it does. The, the tissue isn't normally shaped. There has to be arthritis yeah. around yeah. the joint. That's it's probably not pain. comfortable. Or like snakes that have like part of their back end doesn't move properly. Like their muscles, like they're just like partially paralyzed. I don't know if you've ever seen those. I'm like, oh, this probably should not be alive, but sure. But I'm also a person, if you want to talk like idealist, I'm also a person that thinks people force feed their snakes too often to try to sell them yeah and people people jump to assist feeding way too soon people be like oh i didn't eat on the first two tries i'm gonna start putting mouse in its mouth yeah people i'm like should... you're crazy people <sighs> people's kindness is not a kindness in the end if they're like force feeding this no eyeball python for a year and it dies anyway was uh, that kindness or was it would it have better to humanely euthanize that one? Well, they say, well, like if the quality of life is fine, I don't mind just doing this. I'm like, but is it really having a quality of life? Right. How do you know? Like something with no voice can't scream last time I checked. Right. So it it's kind of like it's are we just patting ourselves? I've had this argument before years ago where people like kind of well, they'll say they're rescuing an animal, but they don't also have an ideal setup of any sort. So, like, the animal needs another rescue from the rescuer. And I'm like, right. it, 
you're you're like i'll give you credit for being one step above like total abuse but you need to also rehome this somewhere better you have to understand your limitations i saw it with monitors and stuff like that i'm like oh yeah it happens a lot (laughs) it's just hard when people are like misassigning their own values to an animal because they think that that's the most ethical thing possible when yeah we can go my opinion in my opinion doesn't count the more ethical choice would be humane euthanasia. Yeah, I, or, I do think. For an animal that looks like a pretzel. I've seen pretzel animals at shows that are like interaction pets, like a big super skinny female, and yeah. she's got like a 90 degree turn in the middle. I'm and, just like, yeah, that probably should like, just been called What out. does she feel like? Yeah. She, she's like, well, she's so nice. Well, what you don't can't ask her what it feels like to have a 90 degree bend permanently yeah. in your spine. Well, it's like those people who rescue animals from a pet store. It could be someone in chat, so I apologize if I call you out, but it's like when they rescue, when they like, oh, I have to rescue this animal from Pets, Petco or PetSmart. And it's like, yeah, but now you just doom 10 more animals to be replaced. So you just killed 10 animals. And they're like, but this one's alive. And I'm like, but you killed 10 animals directly due to your I like. A purpose. lot of the stuff, when, when it gets to Petco, PetSmart, is actually in fine condition. It, it, you know what I, I mean? Believe because it's the, the suppliers are good. Yeah, because you're buying there. all wholesale now. Like you're buying breeder stock now. They don't. Listen, They're not treated like shit. I don't know if Chris wants me to mention it. Chris, are you in chat? Purchase Probably not. Rescue. Copperhead. Anyway, those dart frogs I saw at Petco are supposedly Josh's frog dart frogs. Like probably, yeah. So, so like, and that lychee, where the fuck did all that shit come from? They, yeah. they were all they looked great. So, like, the people who are probably killing stuff is probably people who are rescuing it from the Petco. Yeah, <laughs> half the time. I know They're, some of the stuff looks rough. Some of the ball pythons look like they have. That could be uh, sitting there for too long and the employees don't know what they're doing right. and like they just aren't taking proper care of it. That happens to you. I'm not saying like it's no pet stores are all notorious. I just don't think they're as bad as they don't have great information sometimes, but they're not too super terrible. I think people are largely just dumb no matter what. That too. Situation. But like I know Corey Woods wholesales a lot of stuff out to those pet stores. Excuse me. To people that the wholesalers that do ship ship out there, right? I've been in Corey Woods' house many times. I've seen his collection. Like, his animals aren't crap, right? So, like, it's not like it was the breeder's fault. Unless they stay at the wholesale for too long, that would be an issue. Yeah, I think a lot of the things that happened that were bad when I worked there were almost, like, deeply unintentional <laughs> on every level. Yeah, I worked like, in Like, they would come in well, we have clean. But like the cage we had, what you couldn't get the humidity up because you had to use river right. bark. There was no cocoa corn oh, yeah. at that and time. Pet appears like actual turf. Yeah. Yeah, and I then you're like, number, yeah. and then they would they wouldn't want to eat because they had to be on display all day, and so we'd have yeah. to take him in the back at night, and I had to put him in paper bags because I had to co house him, so you couldn't feed him in the cage at night, and so they wouldn't want to eat. So they and the hives aren't really like, small or snug; they're kind of big. What's on the shelf? Yeah, so they never really ate in the store, but the faster they left. They would do okay because they would right. go, but if they stayed a long time, they wouldn't do okay. So it's like least. a comedy of errors yeah. for all pythons, anyway. I'm sure it's across the board. I I was 16. My first job was at a pet store in the reptile section. That was like, wow, what was I? Like the early 2000. I was a young kid, mm-hmm. and we had like Calabar burrowing pythons, like randomly in a pet store. We had lots of wild caught stuff, and like so right. obviously that goes like we didn't have enough cap, not enough breeders. And right. back then, Dude. back then you don't have Morse that you can get in pet stores, right? Mm-hmm. We do need. So here's what's what's hard. Do we need more breeders? 
or less breeders or different kinds in of canada we need more we're missing the entry level hobby breeder like the step up from the pet keeper and below like certain whatever however you want to say there's a ladder or tier system there is right there's always a cast system mm-hmm. but we're we're missing that in canada because it's very hard to sell like probably decent animals to breed but people don't want it so like either people are buying near the high end and the mid tier is really missing do you think it's because a, a an intro breeder selling to pet keepers doesn't have enough places to sell in canada like shows and Kijiji. I think that's, I think it's multiple reasons. There's, there's no one, usually these things are never one very, like there's multiple variables. One variable is that there's a hundred percent that the other one I think is we did it to ourselves. We have not bred confidence into people coming into the bit, into the hobby to breed snakes in Canada or in the in whole, whole to be fair. It's whole. I've seen a lot of small breeders be like, I would tell someone to get into another species before ever buying a ball Python. But I'm like, you breed ball pythons. Why are you going to like, complain about the prices in the market i do complain about also it. tell everyone am i a bad person never come here <laughs> you can't be like you can we can talk about it like we're having this discussion i don't think it's complaining but it's no like, i complain i'm i'll i'll, I'll take it fine you want to complain but i'm like i you just also think can't. everyone should breed ball pythons and then something else too that's fine that, that's that would be like a balance that's table. fine too but my point is like when someone's like well don't don't ever buy ball pythons to breed them don't breed them at all but I'm like, but you're selling ball pythons. How can you tell people not to buy them if they like them, if they want to breed them? Right. It's not very good marketing like, for your hobby. We're not breeding our own. Like, we need to breed confidence in our own sell, like our own marketplace, right? How do we do that? How do we do that? How, how do we, we make stop, people confident they can how sell? How do we stop completely shitting on the market? That's the start. <laughs> stop saying the market crash and it's dead and we're never, like, it's never coming back kind of thing. Okay, well, you say well some people would, would say that I am saying the market is crashing. No, I think you you I've, I've watched enough of your podcasts and your stock reports and stuff that you're pretty reasonable. Like, hey, the prices have come down. Right, but some people think any criticism of any price change right. or like acknowledgement is, is somehow like a condemnation of the whole. I've said thing. this to other people. I'm like, I'm positive about the and the industry's been around since you know the ball python industry's been around since the late '90s kind of thing mm-hmm. like really kind of there for like 30 years it isn't as long as people want pet snakes and as long as they're not illegal to import export ball pythons are going to be the king but it's just not mm-hmm. going to change um, right there's nothing that really fits that corn snakes weird. used to be the number one but corn snakes ran out of new mutations that's my point that's my they're also point. too wiggly yes for little kids yeah kids don't like them they're too i think uh, corn snakes are way better than ball pythons agree. but i acknowledge that the market does not agree with me right most I agree. They don't like. Slug. They don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> but my friends who got like, I gave them. Uh, I had a Nelson's milk snake, and I gave it to my my friend's kid because he really wanted a milk snake. Mm-hmm. And he, it, it's like an adult. He loves it, but because it, it's pretty gentle, it's pretty chill. He like it's a good size, right? And I think they're great. They move around more than ball pythons. Right. They're active during the day. They have different perks. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the hard part about Ball pythons, to me, when people first start, if they start only in ball pythons, they become a ball python person. And it takes a lot to be like, hey, you know, if you just didn't do hundreds of ball python sales a year, you know what's <laughs> and just funny, did though? something else, the whole market wouldn't be 
crashing around you because supply and demand. If we all make hundreds of ball pythons, true. But you know what's funny? A lot of the ball python people I know, it, and especially if they came in new, they buy up hog noses like three years later. They like that's for whatever reason that's the transition to. Well, hog they're trying noses to smorf. Yeah, and they and I know a lot of people who get out because hog noses are like they're they're food aggressive. And they mm-hmm. just want to eat everything, and you got to prime off your freaking fingers and shit like that. It's really and, funny though because they're like drop they their so they drop shit their everywhere. mouth like a little like basking shark, and they just yeah, sort of they go like this. <laughs> it's so they, funny. they just go nuts. Yeah, there's like whatever comes in here, I'm gonna get it. Just like the Simpsons, right? They're I I like them. They're fine. I I don't cool. really want hundreds of them. I don't. I do, do want hundreds of corn snakes though. This is my like mortal weakness. <laughs> And then, uh, but yeah, so hog, they get a hog nose. I just think you need to find out these. Actually, the underrated uh, sister species that people should get with ball pythons because they can live on the same rack. They come from the same area. Or African house snakes. Yeah, I'm a huge fan or of fat African tail house geckos or whatever. Or fat, I love fat tails too. Uh, I'm a huge house house snake fan for years and years. Do you and have them? I don't have any anymore. I sold them. I, I will get back into them. But they, they're colubrids, essentially. They're not colubrids, but they're essentially very similar. But they don't cool. You don't have to cool them. They don't go in formation, right? Because they come from a warmer climate. Mm-hmm. You just keep them like they're constrictors. Right. So but if they you, eat way better than ball pythons. Right. If your room temp goes down, they could die also. <laughs> yes. Yes. If you don't take care of them, they do require heat. But I mean, for a ball python keeper, you're just keeping a slightly drier version, a better eater, right? It's not... It's not a big transition, right? Going to colubrids that need formation if you want to breed them. Yeah, I. They're very easy. Would step love it if people were like, else. "What is my room best suited to?" And they're like, "Oh, it's from Africa. Fat tails." <laughs> yeah, House so snakes. I do that, right? I'm like, uh, yeah. I, I have uh, black milk snakes. My buddy and I up in Ottawa. He he has them because he does colubrids or he does milk snakes and bull snakes. And he's going to keep them because he's going to breed them now. I would probably have sold them by now for ball pythons, but because I love ball pythons too much. But mm-hmm. he's going to breed them, and we'll have these cool milk snakes, and we'll split them however we want. He's a good friend. And, uh, like, every time he shows me pictures, they tickle my fancy because they're fun to look at. They're super big, cool. It's, yeah, they just snake, look right? different. So you want, people want to look at something different sometimes. Yeah, and I got my – he gave me an albino tangerine hunter milk snake, and I love her. She's actually in a little closure – in my bedroom and mm-hmm. just like here you go here's your mouse a week and just like back to yeah, when i was a kid right back to when i was a kid keeping corn snakes one mouse a week and eh, we'll see how big you get we'll breed you one day though everything's got to pay rent yeah i i just don't want people to so people burn out on ball python industry in a way that's unique yes. to ball I, pythons as much as i'm positive i do understand that there's negatives and there's things like that burnout. I know lots of people have burned out and they're no longer in snakes. Right. But, so they like slowed down early. But I do think he's got some like personal exposure. Growth. Yeah. Got some enclosures, maybe even put some ball pythons in enclosures to have fun. Yeah. Like enjoy their ball pythons a little bit and still bred them. Like, wouldn't it be like more chill? Their hearts I, would be less broken that they weren't millionaires. See, so, I know people that just came into the, who got their first ball python, right? Mm-hmm. And I know people have literally told, this is in the Discord, and people have tried to like sell him snakes and get him into coming a ball python breeder. And he's and got Chris's a Chris's like, Discord? Other. 
Yeah. And I have told the guy, I was like, him and I went to the show and he turned to me one day. I was, he's like, Aaron, you're the only person who hasn't tried to sell me a snake yet. And I'm like, Yikes. yeah. <laughs> now, part of that is like he went there and he met some people and then they sold him a snake because he was interested. Like, I get it. But I'm the only one who never tried to like, hey, you have to buy my snake that's available. Because I'm like, just enjoy your animals. Everyone should just, if you buy a pet and that's like the purpose you're doing, just enjoy your snakes for a few years. There's going to be more snakes down the road. Like, it, is fun. it too predatory? Ball python industry. I think some people are, but I don't think it's the industry itself. You know, like they, so like, there's like always if, this if weird tension of like, you need to make your projects better. And you want to, right? You want to. Yeah. But then it costs money. So then you have to make it better and you want to improve. And you're always like working on it. But then people will prey on your own insecurity. Like, uh, your question's kind of ass. So, so, you know, buy this from me or buy yeah. this at this price point to make it better, which is true, right? It's true. It will make it better. But then people sort of break emotionally because they're like, I can't, I can't. It's never better. It's be never better enough. And when I go to shows, I sell some, but then like. I think that comes down to a bit of expectations, but here's a, I, I've always believed and part of it is we need to have expectations of where we are as a hobby, where, where each individual person mm -hmm. is as a keeper. And are you a hobby breeder? Are you like a pet breeder? Are you a small business? Are you trying to get to a big business? Like wh wherever level you want, however you want to rate them, whatever levels you have to be honest with yourself and where you are. Like me, I'm not making a living at my snakes. So I don't need to worry about 10, $20,000 snakes right now. But do you like to buy in relatively expensive snakes just to keep a small collection that's the valuable goal. enough to well, export that's kind to of the US. gold in a way yeah you know Part what i mean is, yeah but i want to upgrade that right i want to go to the net i, I want to make instead of selling what like, price point do you buy in for four clusters a year what i've done is like four thousand five thousand okay but depends there'll be like a couple but that's of a crazy number technically right it is a crazy number that's so like say income. like that's to be kind of cool income <laughs> <laughs> to be kind of cool and have like an okay collection you need to buy let's say in. five grand a snake, like five grand a snake every year right yeah like three to five grand you know what's crazy you or know what's two even crazier is like five thousand dollars in almost any other species gets you like a top end collection right exactly which is oh. so funny and also or buys you like a, a low-end used car <laughs> so non-snake people buys you are like a really what are shitty you doing? horse so yeah there's that too <laughs> or some it's really all cool relative Danes, but right but but is that too much pressure or it should we be, be like don't worry about timelines worry more about the duration of projects because once you buy it it's but i think free. the long i think longevity also like what you're talking about is kind of longevity, right? Like if you just right. worry about keeping your projects and moving them along, like just moving to each, achieving each of your goals, mm -hmm. you'll probably be a lot happier and you'll probably be, see a lot more long-term success in general. Why do people get out? I, like there's lots of reasons we know, but the, there's something else that's, that has nothing to do with well, any of the, people get the out other reasons. Like most people. Do. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. But, like, like you could be like, oh, they got married, they had a kid, yeah, whatever. The, the life variables, yeah. Right. Or they they weren't satisfied in some way, like either financially or project-wise, they got out. But but there's like something more essential to that. 
I think it has to do with like in here. Because what some people should never have gotten out. Like they had a good collection, they spent a lot of money on it. Everyone liked them. They were having fun, hypothetically. Their life was fun. I think sometimes but they, still they just got lose out. the passion. Sometimes they just lose the passion because they don't want to do what we just talked about, which is no matter when a ball pythons, like Justin looks like he's coasting, but he's not. Because he still has to, like, he kind of, he, he probably could coast for a few years, but he still has to, like, keep an eye on, like, what his new projects are. What new genes is he going to add in to see what they do, right? He can't just, he couldn't just sit on the Batman, for example, and be like, well, I made a Batman, and I'm just going to ride this until it's, you know, $500. So you think if someone is coasting, they're already on their way out? No, like, they have a chance like, to, like, re they have a chance to change it up. I just think if you decide to start coasting, I know my mentor, my original person at Bala Sanctuary was a mentor, his friend. He's out, he got out because he he wanted to coast. I remember him and I had a discussion. He's like, "When do I just stop investing? When when do I have to stop putting buying a new snake every year and just you know take like get the money or like, get all the profit?" And he was still making good money mm -hmm. off of like you know whatever clutches a year. And Couldn't he have? So, like, that is a question. Like, is there a term? Point? To, but then, he, then you eventually you just get it. Like, you eventually, the market just moves past you if you coast for too long, right? That happened to a guy in BC. You know, when you're making pastas. Is it because you have to, like, when you fail to hit it, you must buy it at the right time because, like, the odds will win? So, well, like, I think that's part of it. But if you're coasting, well, example, this guy in BC, he was making pastavis and selling for, let's say, five grand at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Back in the day. You do that for three years, your snakes are all of a sudden not five. You're not making 60 grand a year off Pastavis. You're making $6,000 a year because they're all of a sudden, you know, mm -hmm. you, you have 12 of them. Maybe you're making 12,000. You ain't paying your bills with 12,000 compared to 60, right? So right. if you're not innovating and in, in moving your collection up or doing something else, you're, you're going to stagnate and you'll just be forgotten. Now, you don't have to keep growing your collection. Right. By size, I should say. But genetic potency, you probably should be. Well, in, in the age of like upgrades and combos, right? Couldn't you mostly make combos yourself and then see the fruit of that labor six years from now? Hypothetically, and not have to buy anything new. I'm not saying you yes. really shouldn't because yes. you could buy like 10% of your yeah, I mean, collection new each year. You can do that. Like You can buy two double gene animals it doesn't matter what they are right you can spend like say two grand and get like you know genetic stripe something and hypo something like hypo pie genetic stripe clone like i don't judge their clones but you get my point mm -hmm. genetic stripe lavender it doesn't matter genetic stripe ultra mills whatever they are and breathe them together like you raise them up for three years breathe them together then wait another three years and breathe the bait all the quad has together maybe hit your quad thing you'll you'll eventually pay off right yeah, all, almost money. any snake bought spread to another snake pays off. Always. Yeah, because like Sometimes they make it takes more multiple snakes. years. Right. But, but that goes back to expectations, though. People put expectations right. that I they're going to make a million dollars in a year. I think people give up on thinking about it every second of the day. They yes. Get, they just get tired of it, really. It doesn't matter how and much you put in or how well. Yeah, well. But. But if you've chosen, if you've chosen, you gotta be able to got do, a little bit of the tism. 
But if you chose, I, I think about it all the time too. But you need, first of all, you need to take breaks. That's why I do have a milk snake, is because it gives me a break from bull pythons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think I could exist without. I don't think I could exist without having other species around, right? Because I just love my snakes and stuff so much. Um, but I, I don't know. And not everyone's like me. Some people just, like you said, they get into ball pythons and they're only ball python people. And then the grind wears them out, right? No, sorry. Yeah. Well, do you have a million of them? You possibly could. You, you said $350 each. You didn't say how much. You didn't say how many you bought. I think. Math. I think. Numbers check. Yeah, there's there's something in people's heads that changes when they get out, and it has to do with like that that demotivates them no matter what position they're in, and it it could be lifestyle, but I think it has more to do with like because you can have lots of lifestyle things fuck up and still go keep your it's, snakes. There's there's if also, you really wanted to, yeah, but there's also a lot of grinds to it, right? If you're doing shows, if you're even it doesn't matter if your shows or oh posting God. online, I've you grinded still have to deal shows. with you just have to deal with the the tire kickers, the window lickers, you have to deal with all of that trash that comes along with selling stuff. And mm-hmm. you if you've chosen to make it like have some extra income, not just like break even to pay for your hobby, but to let's say I want $10,000 a year so I can pay my give myself a good vacation and you know have a really good Christmas every year. That's a cool like my opinion that's a cool goal because you did it just selling snakes. That's a really neat thing to do, right? Yeah. And right, if so you do that, then you have to be okay with running too. a business, though. I think enough people say, yeah, I'm running a business, but they don't really understand what goes into running a business. The guy who owns a random Dairy Queen or a Baskin Robbins thinks about their business in the same – like is exhausted from thinking about their business in the same capacity, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if they ran a McDonald's, they're still complaining about their fucking McFlurry machine breaking down all the time, right? Well, maybe not the owners of those because those owners probably just make – Fuck I haven't seen a Dairy Queen in years. <laughs> we have a couple here. Respect. I love their. I used to go there all the time when I was little, but yeah. they're gone. I don't know where yeah, they. We went. have them up here still. So they're good. Uh, but you still get my point, right? Like I think I think you said in here. I think it's up here a lot of yeah. the time too. People want to treat a ball python breeding business or any reptile breeding business like it's a nine to five job where they yeah. can check in and clean snakes and post one but picture on Instagram. Business, then. No business does nine to five. Right. right, but it's not even like that. It needs to be like sort of like an all-consuming madness to keep you motivated long enough. Yeah, and I, I understand where the burnout comes from. I understand you still have to clean out 100. Like even if you're not making money, you still got to clean 100 tubs, right? You still got to I don't clean even mind food. that part. I just hate people. Well, okay. I, I actually, everyone says that, but I, I've always dealt with people. I like dealing with people. I have no problem. But you know, you have to, you have to be a salesperson. You have to be right, a salesperson, animal caretaker, that... a scientist. Um, right. All this stuff, right? It, it's a lot. Delivery driver, logistics for shipping, a wrap breeder. At sometimes, if you want to do that, like it, it's a lot. And I can understand why people don't want to keep scaling or keep it lower. Yeah, it would be. It's always easier to like be like, oh, it's a pretty fun hobby if the 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 size of the burden isn't yeah that I, bad to begin with. I don't know if he's still here, but Tristan, I bought the lesser tri-stripe from him. I was at his house on Monday picking it up, and he showed me his collection. He's happy with his. He said, "Yep, I just want to have like forty adults," and he's 
getting some carpet chameleons. He's got some leopard geckos. He's got leopard tortoise. He's got really cool stuff. And he's, he's happy like, with that. He's happy with his skill because he also has a, a nine to five job that pays his bills, right? Right. So, it's good to be happy with what what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, everyone gets to a level and they're, they've got to be happy where they are, but the world doesn't work without them. The hobby doesn't work without guys like that, right? Right. He's I think my, that's most of the hobby jeans. is really like the meat and potatoes of the hobby is a happy 40 guy snakes. doing snakes in a 40, 50 snakes. Yeah. yeah. I, I think more people don't realize that 100 plus snakes is actually very rare. <gasps> I'm rare. I do think you're very rare. Especially like with all the corn snakes, a hundred percent. Oh my god, dude! I'm like an idiot. Boas, corns, bull, Jesus! I got Asian colubrids too. I was gonna say Asian. I was about to say I'm like you. You finish your islands. You love cave geckos. I love cave geckos. They're like goth. We're meant to be geckos. friends. Yeah, goth leopard, leopard geckos. They're like badass are, little demons, and I yeah, love them. They are way cool. I, I when I was like I'd say a kid. My first, like my first couple that I had were like the Gonosaurus blue eyes, like the very common ones. Yeah. Now they're not common at all, so it's no. fine. Well, that's tables of geckos, right? I had picked its geckos back in the day, and I bought. A, I bought should, a trio. They're like hot now, so you should have kept. I them. bought a trio for forty-five dollars <laughs> off the table at show, just fifteen dollars each. Forty-five. Now they're like two hundred bucks. Yeah, like selectively bred hybrid. And they breed like crazy. You put two together, you'll have eggs for fucking years. Mm -hmm. They're rabbits. I, like, I I do want some, but I I don't. No, you don't want them. I want them. I know. It's feeders. Yeah, kind of. For see, pictus, I am sure people have bred pictus geckos for feeders. Absolutely, they have. Yeah, like They're easier than green animals. So I, when I was like a little teeny tiny baby in high school, I had a, a, a fine snake, Ahitula. Yeah. And I killed it somehow. Yeah. Fuck, it was wild. It was probably full of worms. I don't know. But I thought it was the coolest cool. thing ever, and I fed it in Knolls. And I'm like... Yeah, full parasites. Yeah, I killed it. So I'm like, I want that. I think they're hilarious. You can't they're teach some so of them cool. fish, and you can teach some of them to eat some stuff. But yeah, they, they're, they're really obligate lizard eaters. Yeah, so I lizards. will do it for them. I'm I, a team player. I, I think vine snakes are very cool. But I think a lot of those animals, like those ones, are so high humidity that we're killing them in our – we can't keep the humidity consistently high enough for some of them. So you're saying I should move to Florida? Yes. Or make a rain chamber like Roy Stockwell did for his first ball python breeding ever in Canada. I wish chamber? I got the pictures still. I've, I've seen pictures of ball pythons breeding in like a rain chamber thing. They, they periscope in the rain, right, and they lock. That's kind of fun. Do you have it is, pictures of it? No, it was on an old forum, and the all the I went through all the pictures. It's dead. It's long dead. I there's a lot of pictures from back then that I wish I had. Some oh. happier gone because they're, they're gone, <laughs> but there's some pictures from back then that I would love to have. I wonder if I can still contact him. I wonder if he's still around. I'll find out. All right, last question, or maybe like last ish topic. Will brought up the idea. That the triple double quad penta zeitgeist is already going to be too common <laughs> too soon. And then he talked about homozygosity in general. I think about? we need to spread out again, yes, from all recessives. I agree to an extent with that. With testing, it's going to become really common. In five years, you'll have quads being, you know, the new triple, right? Right. Like, who. 
it's not even going to be hard to do because you have we have tested well so and will you, and you can do a quad to a quad and make quads 100% heads and then so just breed them back together to make the 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 pinta or whatever will bought quad het males two of them he ended up buying brothers from canova he told everyone in discord so it's not like i'm well he said he said it on our live yeah yeah so there you go better but Sorry, he's gonna breed that to like triple heads or double heads and then test for all the stuff right it has monsoon in it i think it's monsoon dg something something everything's got a test except for the monsoon right now so his point right, is to so, sell and, and so things. is everyone else because they've already been doing it like there yeah. was there's a penta and it was on work that, market it was eight grand for that male that quad head male the funny part is is 10 years ago nobody would want to buy that male five years ago nobody would want to buy that male especially for eight grand well i'm pretty sure like the dg exanthic monsoon will be cool if it's alive right it's gonna be alive i think all quarries are alive i should bug them see which ones live but so like the question is like what is stage three in your opinion of the ball python zeitgeist because before we even finish like hitting a lot of doubles and stuff we will have made a bunch of pintas and then all be like depressed and confused in about two years is in my opinion what do you mean, like stage three? Uh, the, the next zeitgeist. So, like, we had Kodom craze, Kodom stacking. I, I think it's still, recessives, multi recessives. I think multi recessives are still gonna be there. I think Anthony, what's up? Hello, Anthony. We were talking about you. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I agreed with a lot of his sentiments about when he's selling stuff on Morph Market, right? If they don't get increased in a month, right? Figure something out. Right, think about whether the price is right. Yeah, for figure out why, like at least consider what's going on. Anyway, um, I think we need to go towards. I think the projects are going to go towards curated doubles, Cur oh. like curated in a way. Like we know what genes do in a lot of combos, right? Mm -hmm. Like take Justin's pewter dreams of gold, right? He talked about it on his dreams of gold video a long time ago. He made the cinnamon dreams of gold, and he knew it was all like a cinnamon and pied white out right so when he made the dream school he's like oh it stayed white for the most part and in the same year he paired for the pewter or whatever and he's like i figured what it'd be he's like this is not the project we want to be we generally have an idea of what goes where like we have an idea so people need to curate a little bit more on hey this goes here that goes there like i work with bongo mm -hmm. i don't like bongo with the dark like cinnamon and black pastel it kind of stripes it out too much it's weird it works kind of cool with mahogany though it looks cool with ghi it does it does it actually looks really good with yellow belly and orange dream as well but it actually looks good with pastel it bongo loves yellow um from my experience and it likes some contrast too right so you're you're do you want an incomplete dominant to define your collection within various recessives or would you rather have like a double define your relatively small collection with various incomplete dominants that are your favorite. I do like how do you want to frame it in your mind? I like to I do it as with incomplete dominance, right? But Is you that can the do right it way? With, I don't think there's no right I don't think there's no right or wrong way for this to be fair. Like if someone's gonna have a, a, a high and tight collection, they're gonna want to structure it in a way that but dealer's makes choice. Sense. What? Dealer's choice. <laughs> okay. But my my prerogative on that is because especially for the smaller collection i have a youtube video about about this and i think i did release it because i film a lot of stuff and i never edit it 
and one of them was about like how to how to smaller collection kind of like guidelines on how to buy stuff it should i believe in i don't want to work with stuff that doesn't really have a super and i mean that like i guess there's a super pin and a super leopard but it doesn't look any different yeah but super bongos wobble so like do you a little you bit like... but okay. like we'll see i've, I've cory woods has produced a few and i've seen them they didn't wobble i just don't know if, like i'm a person that believes you have to see it to believe it but we'll okay. see but bongo bongo I mean, it has a, a, a super that doesn't immediately die so like yeah we're winning we're beating monsoon right <laughs> but no there's uh, no living monsoons but i the super bongo looks less cool than the super cypress but the super cypress does 100 percent. i know it's supposed to wobble right worse than the bongo so i heard it was worse but so, then I've I've seen people sell, you know, so Cypress spots are supposed to wobble yes. a decent amount. And some of but, them do, and some of them bongos, don't. So I don't know what the ratio is. You want to throw the wrench in this? People have said the bongo spot knows, even though they're supposed to be a Lelic, are not a Lelic. They have to be a Lelic. Nope. That's right, what the players who produce it. <laughs> then it's not a Lelic sometimes. Then, so people are saying, it, yeah, so they're saying the genetics don't work the way we say they are. So either it's not a Lelic and people were just confusing things and didn't prove it out enough. And my prerogative on that is how many test pairings have we done with it? Bongo specifically or Cypress with spot nose? Like how many have we done to really know? I feel like Cypress spot nose is like a lot. Because... Right. But it's like Bongo with Cypress. Have we produced enough of those supers to prove that it's 100% a Lelic? We say it is. I mean, people can keep trying, but like, it all you have to do is prove it with one of them to prove it's allelic with all of them. So I, I don't really. But care then people are saying that's it. not true. The people who say that bongo spawns is not. It's saying it's not. <laughs> the well, thing is, like, if, if there's a specific animal that's not acting the way it's supposed to, keep breeding it. But it's possibly a chimera, like one, like it's 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 gonads, whichever ones is from a twin. Which is not the visual homozygote. Right. So you're saying it could be a, go, uh, a chimera, or it's not that they misID'd it. They misID'd right. the animals. Which right. Is... I, I would like establish all those things are true. So, like, what's her face? That's rude. Deb, Northern Regis. The snake is a chimera. One ovary is a mystic crystal, and one of his is a Mojave that's super special. Cool. That's or something like that. Cool. <laughs> so like cool. th th that female will will lay both kinds of eggs so she has three genes in her babies you know you know what i mean three yeah, possible yeah. that's very cool but what that I, one looks like a chimera on the outside too so, I, but, but I each ovary is different that that is very cool but i i definitely think the zeitgeist is like we're gonna go back to everything goes in cycles why are we not gonna go back to codoms right i think people are gonna use them i think the next thing is using supers as the new recessive so super asphalt is going to be treated more like a recessive and i'm not saying it has to be asphalt but that's a good example so people right. are like right like... now a super asphalt is more expensive than a clown or a pipe yes or... but you can get super asphalt breeders for 600 bucks Females. right but you can get clown breeders for, for... Five i can't i can't get anyone to buy a heck clown breeder proven breeder for 150 bucks so People you don't like clown anymore. Are gonna like curate their collection around incomplete dominants that have supers 
like you're doing? Do you think that's like a good strategy for people? We're trying to give people advice. So I think it's, I think it's themselves. a good strategy. <laughs> if you have a smaller collection, now, excuse Bongo, for example. It, it exceptions every rule. I have Bongos. I like it, too. I would also own Calico if it came in a snake, too, because it's not going to be lethal, right? The Wobble isn't really, like, it's not soup spider to spider. not going to die. Um, but you could, like, Enchi is a good example is you're going to make a different looking animal with Super Enchi than you will with Enchi to a degree. Mm-hmm. And it kind of doubles up your collection, like your possibilities of making cool looking stuff without having to expand how many bins you have, right? That makes sense. Right, but it also floods your babies with the same look. It have you ever, does. Like, you ever overproduce something on accident? You're like, damn, that male yeah, one so sucks. good. And then you're it trying sucks. to sell it. And you're like, I have 10 of the same thing. I have done that. It's like, <laughs> but at the same time, is if you don't pair for like potentially having that, you could also end up with like nothing. Like, you can't, like, it's a gray line where you want to keep, like, in my video, I actually say to people, I'm like, double up on your females for your production. If you want to make, it doesn't matter what it is. If you want to make like DG clowns, right? Buy three head, double head DG clowns mm-hmm. because there's a chance that one's not going to go. The like, what's your odds on everything, right? Yeah, sure, you can end with like 19 of them or whatever amount. But if you don't like, you kind of like you have to play the odds to some level, right? Listen, I'm what all in on like volume on accident. And like, I mean, it, like I I breed to hold back five for myself and five to sell yeah right? maybe you that's can. how i pair and breed right like i want super ghi clown everything fuck yeah Baby super clown. ghi it's super cool yeah it's super ghi kryptons and super ghi pi- I, like super G- right so i have dozens of ghi combo heck clowns <laughs> well, that's my point you have a lot of ghi and yeah. you're gonna at least keep making progress in all your all your projects because you right. have the animals there. If you buy one and you're like, I really like Super GHI right. Clown. You could get nerfed for six years if she doesn't want to breed it. Right. All so then your animal becomes um, obsolete. Like your project becomes obsolete, at least on a monetary thing, and you have to move on. Let's right. See, but am I am I going on. to overdo G- Super GHI by just being so interested in Super GHI? Will you overdo Bongo by just being no. too interested in Bongo? But that's the point of like where where everyone, all the big breeders say, breed what you like, right? You have to work on the project that you like. You I mean, I like be, other things too, but I definitely like GHI. But like, is that considered like, I don't know. I think GHI is actually an underrated thing. It and had it's a heyday. Kind of had like a, a price nerf all over the place. Like GHI pies are nerfed. Yeah, but GHI think, clowns are nerfed. Again, I don't. I'd rather sell something, even if the price is down. I'd rather sell it like hotcakes than to sit on it forever, just because. Does the it sell like hotcakes though? There's been clowns sitting on work market with well, for a long time. I mean, are they worth a thousand bucks, males, like babies? No, GHI right. clowns are two hundred bucks on work market. They That's retail, right? Yeah, now. in the Canada, people are still trying to get a thousand. People are a little dumb. <laughs> that's my point is you price wrong like that's the accountability right ghi tree tri stripe you should do that i'm i'm doing i'm gonna it. do mahogany tri stripe you do that with hype okay and clown. i'm in you don't know how much like i like tri stripe clowns they're not like perfect or something no they're i just fine. think it's a cool foundation they're gonna make cool stuff I right think. but i already have like a make an absolute shit ton of because clown stuff because i do and so i, I might as well try stripe them. right i wonder if leopard tri clown are gonna look cooler because leopard tri looks really cool 
It's a fucking sea of possibility, brother. We can do what we want. That's the point. And then we'll charge $20,000 again. No, because it's from me or or you. It'll never be that expensive. But like, it'll be seven. Who cares? Because you'll be able to sell it. That's my point. Because it'll be. I'd rather sell it. if it sells yeah. for five hundred bucks. Cool. Right. That's just all be, I give. Just because about. it's uncommon or rare, it doesn't mean there's truly a price crease, right? It just has to, you know, do something else. Mm-hmm. Super GHI everything. I agree with that comment. Yeah, I. Uh... I, I mean, it and it doesn't matter what it is as long as you're like having fun and you're doing a good time. But like, I think I have a hundred and twenty or so like holdback or breedable females. That's probably too many. Let's be honest. Ball pythons only. <laughs> yeah, you are ignoring all their species right now. But then I'm like, how does anybody hit anything if they don't have a hundred and twenty of them? Well, like me, you just miss and then you sell off. Your and you cry and, and you just go you buy cry and another one. I was trying to hit a savannah ghost forever and I could never hit it. I just like all the animals went from that product because I couldn't get the females anymore. I'm like, Sorry, nope, you're all gone. I'll buy one of these one day for 400, like 40 bucks, 400 bucks a time. But like, I'll buy one of these one day. My friend told me, she's like, she asked me, she's like, if you hit a savannah ghost, this is like two years ago. She's like, if you finally hit one, what are you going to do? Aren't like, they like two hundred dollars now? Yeah, yeah. But okay. I just want to really hit this year. I, I made all the all the stuff right because I couldn't find the ingredients in Canada, and I didn't want to import a three hundred dollars snake for cost. Oh, right. So I was like, I'll just make. I have the ingredients. I just have to make them all, and like individually stuff. So, I, my friends like, what would you do with it? I'm like, well, they're not worth anything. So I was like, I don't know. Take some pictures and then sell it. <laughs> I was like, what else am I gonna do? Just like, cool. I this. like this thing's super cool. That didn't, like, like, inspire you to go, I don't know, make Savannah Ghost Trice Rice or something? Like, you didn't want to keep the female to, like, make heads off no, of No, she had pastel, later. and I was like, no, I don't want pastel. Okay. I want pastel looks good in Trice Hypo. It's pastel, Mojave, cinnamon, head hypo. Originally, when she hatched, I thought she was hypo, but she was only a head because she was so bright. Mm-hmm. She's actually very greenish and stuff. She looked very cool, but I got rid of her a few years ago. <sighs> Moving it out Mojave hard. too. Too much bell and too much pastel. I like Mojave though. I do. Mojave's better than Lesser. I always believed it. Or butter. Sorry. I changed the name to butter. Either name's fine. I, I Price think... range is the same, so the number name can be interchangeable in my opinion. Right. I think uh everything is fine if someone is an advocate for it. It's just right now there's so much like slop in the the zeitgeist like people talking what people want people buy snakes they don't even really want because they need like the value you know it's just it, it fucking sucks r- really that part we'll see, sucks we'll see more by full tinley i think on like where the market is um like where things are i think we're gonna see an uptick in demand in a supply is going to drop from what it is over especially because babies right because everyone always wants babies wholesalers only want babies and if people are producing less there's going to be a demand for it so we were doing good and dropping big numbers off the wharf market every day like hundreds of ball pythons but we started to slow down again and i'm like stressing out a little bit because march versus tomorrow there'll be more auctions don't worry well i want even more because What's I want them to get sold before they're too big to be like good to sell. 
Because that's our problem. Is we have a bunch of 2022 stuff floating around shows. A bunch of... 2022 still? And they're probably like, what, 300 grams? Yeah, but they're old. They're all old. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants well, them. Well, that's the problem. That's why... We, we so somebody stuff. was talking about earlier Nobody saying like... Wants. Trying to push stuff out, it, it goes to price drops. But the thing is, when you've got adults or like sub adults at 2022s and it's 2024, the price drop is already going to happen anyway because now you're sitting on something you really don't want. Right. And now you're like, I've been feeding this thing for two years. Just get out of my house or my right. facility, whatever. And you so never price, even... like, so people say, Oh, you're causing a price drop because you're trying to push it out for before next year. I'm like, but if it's not selling, it's going to drop price anyway. Like, it's not just me. Right. Nobody wants it at There's a, any price. Like, you talked about it when you and I had a chat yesterday about DG, right? You don't need to drop DG females from $400 to $200 during Morph Madness. $400 right. was steadily selling. If everything's steadily selling, that's fine. Just you have to sit on your inventory a little bit, right? Right. If Put nobody's talking to you, that's not selling. if nobody's talking to you, you're the only person who thinks it's worth this much. Right. So if you don't want to keep it and breed it yourself yeah. and you don't want it to sort of concentrate in your collection, that's a sign that you shouldn't be making that pairing anymore. You need to upgrade that male something because not right. even a pet happy pet person at a show wants some of the shit that's going to these shows. And I've been to shows, so I fucking know. But there are right. old ass 2022s that are $20 at my shows. Right. Nobody wants them. They're too big now. So, and the thing is, is that they're totally fine to keep. And to be fair, if they're females, you just feed them normally, and they'll get to whatever, right? Yes, I heard you can buy extra auction soon, but they're still not going to be. You're not going to have Will Banks buy like a hundred of them, right? I hope not. <laughs> so, I hope not right, but either. People because people need to like realize that they can't breed fuck all whatever, even if they really like it, because it's not fair to the animals to keep them for two years not selling them barely feeding them to keep them saleable in size right either so if you don't have a wholesale outlet you don't get permission to just make a bunch of shit <laughs> right is, is is can't those things both still be true at the same yeah, time more than one thing can be true i as right. i said i'm like people trying to think things black and white like only this is the cause of something mm -hmm. i'm a believer that it could be anything like there's so many variables, right? And everything's individual to the breeder. If we're talking about breeders, right? We go back to where are you on a scale? Maybe you and your family have 10, you and your kids have 10 snakes and you want to make some cool stuff. I don't care if you want to make bells mm -hmm. and you have Mojave's and Lessers. Hopefully you don't think you're going to get $200 for more for Lessers because they're all more market for 200 bucks. You realize they're $50 animals and blow them out. Even um, for bells. Bells also. are, you know, 250 bucks. Yeah, I think I think people look at morph market prices and think that that's a reflection of their what will be their show prices or no. what price that they can command even six months from now. <laughs> I, I there's a lot of like fantasies here, and I think people like eight years ago I was selling bells for like two fifty. People were like, "You're crazy! They're five hundred dollars." I was like, "They're not." I was like, "You're lying to yourself." If right. wholesalers are buying them. That means big breeders are not getting good money for them and they're staying on them too long. So they're wholesaling them. If they're wholesale, then the the market value is on what you think. Right. So anything that a, that a, if it's a large is, rat, Daniel, you can definitely feed your snake once a month. Right. I mean, you can feed a baby once a month too. I don't care. It's just like, what are we doing that like, it's partially like the panda's fault. People maybe like misassigned 
the amount of demand they thought was going to happen coming into 2022 because they're like 21 was fire females were like bigger female pies were like three grand right now that was not that was not sustainable (laughs) clown females were two grand that's not sustainable right but how without being a bitch and like hurting people's feelings do we share the correct message to like new breeders like don't get out of the hobby but try to pair stuff that is within your price range but it will sell because a lot of the stuff that was told to people like breed pines breed bells breed albinos breed bananas that shit is flooded as fuck in my market so i've taken pines to shows for 150 dollars you can't sell them can't sell them. Uh, how do you calls. nicely say it? Maybe you just can't say nicely. Maybe you have to be yeah, honest me. and say, look. You say it nicer. You just, well, it's not really nice. You can say politely, respectfully. Oh. I don't know, nice. I don't know if it's nice. Just to be like, I think it's going to be straightforward to be like, look, there's a saturation to these animals at this show. You need to just sell them. You right. Don't and maybe take them at home. other you don't shows there isn't them. that saturation. But like, right. But you're not a breeder there. You're not a, a lot of the advice online might have even been okay pre-panda, but in a post-panda world. The nice way to say, like, well, you said it once uh, on one of your podcasts about circling the wagon. That's probably a nice mm-hmm. way of saying it. Circling the wagon. Kind of protect yourself. Um, right. Don't be stuck collection. with a bunch of pet liability. If, if you need to sell albinos for $50 so that way you can feed the rest of the collection, just do that. Like, right. don't worry about the money. If they say, oh, I've already put $70 of food in it, well... Fifty dollars is still better. Twenty dollars loss is better than a hundred dollar loss if you sit on it for six more months. Right. So people need to know that they have permission to do auctions. So because like there's twenty twenty twos aren't getting any fresher. It's funny you say that because the Canadian auctions have sixteen ball pythons for sale today on Morph Market. Like and all of Canadian Canada's listings. Morph Market. Yeah, ball pythons are sixteen. Sixteen one six. So you talk about population density. By the metrics of morph market, we are so scattered, and it's not just the pop. Like everyone tells me, oh, just the population. We don't have the size of the Americans. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is absolutely true to an extent, but there's still other reasons why we're not doing this stuff. And it, it was Will that put up his one of his. He put up a pastel hurricane double head G stripe. Was that to encourage other Canadians to put stuff up? Well, I think he just wanted to try it and see what happened. And then all of a sudden, Canadians felt it was they got the permission. JP, Jordan, he put them up right after. And it doesn't matter what they put up. It was just that. So, like a Canadian voting block where you guys all work together in some sort of cabal. I don't know. I'm not a part of it, if that's true. Dang it, you didn't get the invite to the Canadian maple syrup No, it's because I, I would tell everyone, be like, you guys are stupid. I'm just pricing what I want, because I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not even in your world. Like, Corey, man, you're dealing with monsoons and sunset hypos. I got fucking bongos. <laughs> I got bongos, heck clown. Bongo doubleheads, hypo clown. Come on, I still work with hypo, for God's sake. Corey works with hypo? Yes, he does. I got hypo mm-hmm. from him. Yeah, I bought hypo from him this year. I don't know. It, it's it's really hard because like I I'm on I'm on I'm on everybody's side here. I'm on team we should breed less ball pythons because it's not ethical to breed this many. I'm on team we should breed more ball pythons because they're like a pretty good pet. I'm on team if we breed less, prices would be better and more stable. But if we don't breed more, then hypothetically you fall you're not behind. Have more people come in, but you're not gonna have more people come in, right? Because the prices are too high. When people say so when people talk about saturation, here's a my view of it. Like there's 41,713 snakes 
bull pythons in the US Canada right now more for which is down, right? Which has gone down like a thousand a month for the last little bit. For yeah, it's pretty like especially versus last year. We are yeah, yeah. We've really we've hovered there. I don't know how many are like outliers of like who didn't mark sold, who didn't do this, that, or the other thing, right? Hmm. But what like everyone says, oh, it's saturated, but there's a lot of markets that we that aren't posted on more market that are just as saturated. There's a reason why you like nobody wants corn snakes, but there's a lot of corn. There are a lot of corn snake people producing corn snakes. Right, it's because there are shops that produce. There are shops. Fifty thousand corn yeah. snakes a year to but, sell to Petco exclusively. But that's but like, my point. That means like the there's total populations of corn snakes in the country is really high. Right, and my point is like everyone says, oh, both of them saturated. I'm like, there's a lot of saturation. People just don't. Talk. It's not as concentrated. Like you don't see the numbers as much, and it's. It's never going to be everyone's going to put a, a snake on morph market and then in three weeks it's going to be off morph market. It's not going to be zero to one every time. Like, right. The, the maybe 20,000 isn't the right number, but what is the right number of consistent inventory on the market? Right. That number could stay 40,000. The question right. is, like, are, is that 40,000 desirable animals that will have a successful placement in a, in a pet or breeder home? And now, I think some of the animals on there are not. Agreed, but that's something we that's not that's like, where I'm worried that's about always gonna be saturation. That was always a thing though. <laughs> I know, but what do we do about it? I don't know what you can do about it. You just gotta hope that better people stop treating animals like pieces of shit and just do better for themselves. But I've always I came to the conclusion many years ago that I treat my animals with the best care I can give them. I love my animals, I feed them well, I love my snakes, I've been keeping snakes since I was a kid. And that's never going to change. And for me, but I'm like, once they leave my hands, I feel bad when I sell a breeder female because I'm like, you've been a part of my house for eight years and I I love you. You don't give a shit about me, but you know, I, I hope that they live a good life. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I, a lot of this is like dumb navel gazing stuff, but like if you're going to breed ball pythons, you have to look at the, the situation on the ground, which is there are a lot of some kinds of ball pythons, yes. maybe too many, and they should have been wholesaled strictly to a wholesaler when they were pet only. Agreed. And they should so never have gone into the market as like a... To protect against that, people have to stop trying to get every dollar out of every snake they produce. That's correct. I think that, that would save those. Though. <laughs> When we talk about, oh, they should have wholesaled sooner. That's because people are trying to get two fifty out of a banana male when it should be sold for fifty bucks to a pet store. Why can't we fix the morph markets wholesale section? What do you mean? So What's right the, now it's whoa. like a sale. Like <laughs> if you buy five, you get thirty percent off. It should have been lots that were dirt cheap, twenty dollars a head, fifteen dollars a head. I think the wholesale section should just be deleted. Right, but I want wollsalers to buy real wholesale from people who know the real wholesale price. Yeah, not... but they're but they're not on more those wholesalers aren't on more market. I know, but I want them to be. Sure, but then you'd have to do it simple something different. I don't know. I know. Like what happened section... now is just a different version of a sale function. What, what I don't like about it is that it's you're you're essentially seeing that someone's willing to take less money. Oh, you buy three animals, but you get them for a stupid price. Right. It's right? the money price reveal. Right, right. And I'm like, I don't think that should have been <laughs> I don't think that should have been done. Right, it fucked it up. And yeah, I think it fucked it up for people. I, I think it was a bad not a bad feature, just execute it incorrectly. Now, 
I am of the opinion that Darian and the Morph Market aren't uh, like above making mistakes, and maybe they thought it would work a little better. But now they should go back to the drawing. But it's been out long enough to say, did this really work? Right, do animals sell at the wholesale price off of the wholesale price? Right, how, how frequently? I I know Darian. I, I I believe in much about Morph Market as a whole that they've released the deal section, the auction section, and the wholesales. They're trying to sell more snakes for people. Mm-hmm. That is, in my opinion, a good thing. We just need to tweak things every now and then. I don't want to, like, people talk about shitting on things, right? Uh, I meant $50. Yeah, they'll sell for over $100. I get asked for bananas and banana pies all day long from pet store wholesalers. They're like, do you have this? I'm like, I don't breed pie at all. I don't own it. I don't mm-hmm. own banana anymore either. I sold my last one. Right, but a banana on Morph Market is as cheap as $50 already. Yeah, males are 50 bucks. Yeah, so like... Well, yeah, it should sell. In the pet store, it's sold for 100 bucks, though. Right, but so if you sold it to, for market. 20 or something to the pet store, 15 because you didn't want to retail 10 of them, it makes sense because they're only they, they they bought them out at like fifty a hundred bucks. Yeah, on they'll, they'll buy them for twenty five dollars. The pet stores for fifty bucks. Right, and then I'm saying the, if the wholesale section could go back to being real wholesale, like actual I lots, agree. thirty agree. lots, fifty lots, real real wholesale. And you have yeah. to have an EIN. You have to be like a real wholesale buyer, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to show some type of license to get on that. I, I think it should and be a separate section volume? away from it. You'll trade not like a price point to get volume, like a volume discount, like the way wholesale well, is supposed to be. Instead so of Darian, like... <laughs> I don't think Morph Market. I see Darian, but it's Morph Market because he has other business too. But I think Morph Market doesn't like the best way that could work is if you're behind closed doors and like somehow they have a a middleman that because it's supposed to make sales for you or I who might have less animals to wholesale. We don't have a hundred pastels to sell. But right. collectively on Morph Market, you can find a hundred pastels for fifteen dollars a head. Right. So it made sense, kind of, but nobody made them cheap enough to make it make sense. Sure, but my point about it was a it doesn't make sense. But let's assume they are. How are you going to collect five pastels from me, from you, from you know twenty people to make the hundred? You need to Morph Market would need to middleman. We ship them all out, then they pay everyone, kind of thing. Right. I there's no good. Like the way they did it is not I think it's great, just really but clunky. I, maybe there's too many ways to do it. I, I think just, it's just like, clunky. Yeah. Like if you go to Fauna right now, you can see ball python lots. Sometimes they're five, sometimes they're 10, sometimes they're 15. So a lot of times they're too big, technically. They'll be 200 grams or something. Yeah. 200 grams. But because they're, you know, a, a, a cheap and with a cheap price, right? Somebody like a jobber or somebody, maybe not even a pet store, buys it and flips them. So that is what it is. That's just what I thought this was going to be. 5, 10, 15, cheap. I thought so too, price. but it wasn't. It didn't turn out the way I thought it was. I thought it was going to be the way you're talking about it. Like my, I'll be honest, my single gene animals are $25 to pet stores. My doubles are like 40 Like I like maybe they're 50 but like generally speaking, all common. Did they give you like a special price for banana or GHI or Bells something? Something that it. looks weird. Bells all get it. Because I asked for it, I'm like, hey, bells are $100 or 150 Like, they are higher premium, right? Because I know they're going to sell really fast. And the pest store is going to get four or $500 for them, right? Bananas, mm-hmm. I still sell pretty cheap, but they might go for 50 at the wholesaler. But also, they're all males, right? Do you get them in money or do you get store credit? Uh, one of them I get, one of the stores I get cash. There's only two I mainly do right now. One gives me cash. One does store credit. 
And how many do you wholesale a year? Uh, to each one? I mean, just in general. I don't know. It's, it varies from like 10 to 30. Okay. Yeah, that's not like, too you know, bad. Like but a I, lot of my stuff goes. And I could make 50 wholesalable animals right away. <laughs> yeah. You know well, I mean? So I've talked to people that are breeders and they've been trying to sell their collections because they, again, life changed and they want to move overseas. They couldn't take their snakes. That's fine. And I was like, you ever done wholesale? I'm like, I could probably get you a wholesale deal. And they're like, I've never done this. And I'm like, oh. And I get really skittish. I'm like, well, we can have a talk about this because I'm like, you're not going to like the prices you're about to be offered. Your mm -hmm. lavender hepied male is 50 bucks at best. It's like 25 bucks because the hepied doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And the lavender is just an albino, like it's cool albino, but it's like $25, right? 30 bucks at a wholesaler. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel bad because you're about to get, like, you're going to be offended. And everyone who's never dealt with wholesale or never seen a wholesale list gets really offended when they hear the prices. Right. Because they don't realize that that's what re retail that's. is sort of like a different price. <laughs> it's a different world. And, right. the, other, and the other thing is like, the real price you're getting is the empty bin and the headache of moving a dozen animals. Right. There's 12 animals I don't have to feed anymore. And if you're smart, and I will say if you're smart, if you know it's a wholesale animal, as soon as it hatches out of the egg, you are contacting wholesalers, either you're finding new connections or your old ones, and trying to get it sold before it even has its first shed. You don't have to move it out. Some people like to have it feeding before you do that. But mm -hmm. you want it kind of solidified that you're already trying to, like, it, sales don't happen overnight. It's not COVID anymore, right? So, or instantaneously. So, like, you have to start start that conversation sooner than later. Right. But I think, it, let me just, this is like personal experience. I think it's hard to, to know what you need a wholesale before you do it. Because, like, yes, true. there was a time where you could, like, extract some value out of, like, a pastel inchy head clown because you can the, take it to a show and sell it for 60 bucks so like what i started doing kind of over so i agree with you so what i started doing was i want this shit i start talking to the wholesalers like some stuff i know what i'm just going to wholesale right anything that's normal is going to be wholesale right that one's um, easier all, all virtual single gene males are all going to be wholesaled right mm -hmm. uh so you start there you start with those things but the stuff you're questioning like oh maybe this female might sell retail i kind of will like wait for shed a meal take a picture post it somewhere for sale publicly and then if it does, like, whoever buys it first, the wholesaler or the retail, and that's who gets it. And I just don't worry about it sitting on it, right? Because the okay. wholesaler doesn't want everything. Is that, like, a codom combo female, or is that, like, a breeding female? Codom female. Combo. Like, who's okay. what it be, combo female, or, like, double head. It, it just depends on what it is, right? <sighs> like, I wholesaled a bunch of Bongo stuff even in 2022. And I, I didn't say with their heads for anything. I'm like, this is a really cool, like pastel leopard bongo male. People are like, that's, you know, worth $500. I'm like, yeah, well, I wholesaled it for like 125 bucks or 150 Is bucks. it worth $500? Maybe in 2022. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what's worth, anything's worth anymore. But like, I got 150 bucks because it got sold as a really cool pet to someone else, right? And I'm like, that's fine. Fine by me. Yeah, life's hard. I don't have any of the right answers. I just know, like, I've been stuck with stuff that I used to be able to retail because I do enough shows, technically. And now I'm like, you're right. It's unretailable now, but I didn't know that. Now it's 400 grams. Right. Like me. 
Right. So that part is where you're kind of stuck. And that part, you just have to take a loss and be like, I need this out. Right. That's why you auction it right away. It doesn't matter. $20. Yeah. Auction. And that's, or I don't know if you're like, do you do trades? I will do anything. Yeah. I will turn tricks on the corner to sell some <laughs> of these fucking snakes. <laughs> don't think that's true. But you it know might what? not be true technically, tell, but tell, it's true tell in Warren spirit. Booth you're going to start sending him stuff. Like, does, he doesn't have snake ears, right? No, he said he'd have snake ears. They so start sending him stuff. Like, here you go. Here. You, he wants to pay for testing for random stuff. He doesn't. I, I would give thing. it to some happy kid somewhere. You know what? As long I as it hearing... has a cage, it's not going to be tortured. I, yeah. I literally don't care, and I know a lot of people agree with me with that plan. But like, if it's free and you give it away to show, you're often con- consigning it to like a terrific death because show people are poor and they can barely afford or read, and you're like, what the fuck is this population of humans here? But this, is, but that's why I do not like dealing with pet people. As much as I need, we need them to come in. I'm like, I don't want to deal with these questions anymore. Right, but somebody needs. I so, like pet people. They're well, the fine. People. I just don't like poor pet people, which sounds well, poor. Pet people should just not be buying animals. But I right, like the they pet can't afford anything. They just can't let the pet store live. people do that. Just they can't the afford their kids. Snakes are not cheap to set up. Like they are if you go really cheap. Like. Like a Rubbermaid, paper towels, use something. Right, it, it could be very reasonable, and they could grow into the hobby, right? Yeah, but they. But they, but some people struggle even with that. My like, my concern about that is like, can they afford to even feed this thing regularly? No, probably not. And that's where I'm like, it's a three dollar meal a week, or like bi weekly if you want to be slow. It's like that's crazy. You can't afford three dollars a week or three dollars every other week. Right. That so like, I'm like, you should just not own this. Right. This is true but, for many kinds of animals, too, by the way. It's yes, like, this is not a snake specific. or ball python. I, I asked Corey Woods once. I was like, bro, you bred like your Leon Burgers. I was like, are all pet, are all animal people just like crazy and shitty for buying stuff? And he was like, yeah, yeah, they're all shitty. Charlie's here. What's up, Charlie? Charlie. Oh, yeah. Charlie got DG and. Yeah, exactly. VPI. Right. Mm, VPI, Charlie's right? doing it. Charlie. I know people that were waiting for him to get the test for DG and they're already got sheds waiting for Charlie. So, well, there's one. <laughs> yeah, I have like, I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm just like proceeding as as it, like an idiot. Like I have like double a DG pine stuff, and I'm just I'm just gonna t- test it. I, like they're what not worth mean? anything. The females aren't worth anything, right? They're worth like a hundred bucks. Maybe. What double heads? Yeah, double heads. But I'm just gonna do it because I, mean, if I you like keep throw- them. Right. It's only well. Let's say if they, if, I guess that's a question. Should you, if you know something's not worth buying, should you keep it? (laughs) It depends. That that depends Uh, on the projects, right? Yeah. Can you buy a better version on the market? Now, if you're DigiPi, you probably can. Like, you could buy an Mm Anchi Double Hat, then probably sell that and, and buy that instead. Right, but once I like spend all the money on testing them, I'll then you're just keeping. That's fine. To be fair, that's fine too. You just then need to change your plans in a way to have. I just a better need to get out of DG Pie. That's my problem. We'll just like, have one in sale. For, plus, had had clown. It was only five grand, but it also came with pastel. And you know, I don't know grand. if you're a pastel hater. That actually went. Not... Actually, you want to talk about? It? He said that that went to someone in Canada, and they paid US. Oh, okay. The Will's thing. Yeah, yeah. 
Have you ever been like in a project and like kind of in it, but not really? Yeah, pied. And then I got out of it. I was halfway in a pie twice and I got out of it. I was like, you know what? I really don't like, I just don't have the passion for this gene. It's cool. I love all the morphs out there. Some I just have higher on my preferred list than others. I don't like to shit on people's projects. I try not Mm -hmm. to really hard. Like people like, ah, sunset's garbage. And I'm like, it looks cool, man. I like sunset, but I'm like, it's cool. If people like Ultramel versus Mark, I'm like, why can't we just like both? People like bananas. I'm like, that's cool, man. That's your thing. It's not mine. I'm just not buying from you. That's fine. I think the only time people are really mad at something is if, like, the amount of money that's, like, investment money in the hobby is actually not infinite, right? There's almost infinite pet money, kind of, in some ways. But, like, so if someone spends $5,000 on a size head combo, they're not investing big in monsoon combos. Probably. Not always. Some people are doing both. Right, because they spent their five grand on Sunset. Right. So yeah. in some ways, negging a project that you're not in or don't like that much to bring it, to let it fall down to like $500, which nobody really cares either way. Anyway, it, it, there's some sort of. But we talk about the health of the market, right? So if we're always constantly shitting on things, like, is that not, as much as we say it doesn't affect things, human psychology doesn't work that way. If you keep hearing enough negative stuff about it, you can easily build up a subconscious. Uh, um, but maybe that's what people want. It. No, that's true. They, they well want to want neg that. Sunset if they are in. Totally, f- I, I get that. I just some other dumb sh- project. I, I think those people need to shut their mouths. Is my point, and stop doing that. I think Sunset is. Why do you want someone of... to shit on your project in the same way, right? And but they do also. Way. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think it's all dumb. Like, I think like everyone's sucks. dumb for doing it. But isn't it just natural? They, like people shit on either people football just, teams. I, you know, like your football that's teams. different though. You're not financially invested in the same way right you just spend 10 grand it's yeah but you just spend 10 grand and the premise of like them doing well is going to cost you your retirement it's confusing i'm not sure if it's morally reprehensible to shit on specific morphs i think it's probably fine i think it's fine to constructively criticize and be like well sunset tends to brown out i'm and, a like, mean negative person things. i would like to shit on some morphs sometimes <laughs> I try not to in private, I might, but I try not to ever publicly. I just I think want, I don't want to be rude to someone else's passion, right? Because you're kind of shooting on their passion too. What about what if it's bad for the like, animal? Like if they're breeding desert. Yeah. Yeah. You want to shoot on the like, desert people's passion? I would, sh- or... I would shit on desert people and be like, "Why are you breeding that?" Because all the females are useless. You're I know. Just literally, just killing them. Or breed on caramel people's breeding, passion. You shouldn't breed giants. Same thing, right? All over tick people. Stop breeding. Right, but that's you're shitting on their passion. You're a negative person. Yeah, man. Their their passion kills people. So, and there's no way you can't Does prove it has it. Kill people? It has. Not yet. <laughs> a ballpoint gun has not killed anyone yet. I think so. Like I am less mad at Sunset now that it's fifteen hundred dollars. I, I that that's no because I know a lot of people who think that way because the price is high and they can't get to it. So they're they're shitting on it. Not maybe not directly trying to lower the price, but they turn around on it and they buy it will talked about this one time he didn't say names but him and i were joking about it he's like people will say things about projects and then like two years later they're knocking on your door trying to buy it they're like oh this sucks blah 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 then like two years like hey man you got some of this is that because they were trying to neg it to bring it down or it's just like a weird subconscious thing where like they don't think it's worth it i I think it could be both 
Okay. Like it could definitely be subconscious. Because I've definitely said that. Like if Sunset was five hundred dollars, I would buy one just to like me- mess around. Well, that's with different. It. You just don't value it on the same tier as a ten thousand exactly. dollar vest. And that's, in my opinion, that's totally fine. That's not really shitting on it. That's just saying, hey, I, well, I, it does I personally like value something. I personally value Tristripe or GHI ahead of it, right? You'd spend that money there. Exactly. And to me, that's just constructive discussion or or criticism. And you're just not actively saying. That's a shit animal. Why would you even breed this or buy it? You're just saying, I just like this. I may have used better. colorful language. Sure. But we, we no, like, I think sunsets have shown themselves to be like relatively versatile and sometimes show off a little bit, right? Like yeah, yeah. like be but, be something only sunset can be. And so, that's what I'm interested in sunset for. You know, I it's just like I like. Blue, blue ass looking snakes. So yeah. I like hypo snakes. So, so speaking of that's like my projects, number one. Sunset is like the opposite of that. So like buying into projects, where would you buy a Zakenzie? I would buy a super zebra. Or sorry, a super oh, doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> a super striker. A super McKenzie. A super and breed it to yeah. hypo true ghost or something and just yeah. wait until the genetic tests roll in. That's what yeah. I would buy. I wouldn't buy hats though because it's always in like inchy and spark and shit, and they might be misiding it. So you yeah, there's a lot of misid stuff on morph market. Well, people because money's attached to it. This is definitely a money thing, and sometimes passion where we want to, um, we want to see what we want to see. Right, we're gonna see. So you're trying to ID something. You're like, ah, I really want this to be this. I'm really hoping to hit this combo, and you kind of, you kind of see what you want to see, right? You think people like see what they want to see in a project they otherwise well not a project like? but like in a combo they hatch out right let's say you're really right. aiming for like yellow belly like we're talking about spark or enchi zebra right right they'll make it's up like, oh, in it because it's an enchi spark right it's like yeah. a reducer yeah. bander <laughs> right that's combo my point. anyway yeah so it's like yeah. oh they just want to see it right i mean that's what's wrong with lace it's not because lace wasn't cool it's because it's extremely difficult to id in the single yeah. gene form it basically why. also should be treated like a recessive that's why it yes. never took off. Yes. Well, that's what people. Well, there's a lot more to a project opinion, than just saying, "Hey, I got a new gene," and then give me ten thousand dollars. That's how a lot of people operate. Not everything, not everything is worthy of ten thousand dollar price tag. It has right. to be significant. Lace didn't look different enough from a normal to really command ten thousand dollars off the hop. And then what you said, it's very hard to ID, so people can just say a really nice normal. People miss gold laces all the time. Yeah. And I agree with you. So it made it hard to ID. So it takes a while to. But that's why I think people can neg a morph. It's because they're mad at it for fucking them at some point. Sure. That's a little different. If you want to say because you got fucked by it. Well, that's that's kind of thing. I know someone that got out in Canada essentially because they put all their money into desert. And then the bad news came out. And then, you know, half their collections were. Right. so, So you could be mad. I don't know. You could be mad at Sunset because you bought into Sunset at when it was a baby and you thought it was good. It was $10,000. And then it browned out so bad. You were disappointed in it as like yeah, a but then I would hold you, But then I would hold you accountable and be like, you shouldn't be that disappointed. You got to work it out and make it better. You think? You got to. Well, everything's a project now, right? You can't just sit on one end and be like, well, this is all I'm ever going to do is just pure Sunsets. <laughs> I mean, that's true. Like, they maybe didn't put the effort in. But let's say you bought, I don't know. I'm, I'm making fun of Sunset, but Sunset is fine. We, we just, just, just 
like I bought a stranger. I could yeah. be mad at stranger technically because I bought a female and now that well, many males are $500, I could just go buy a male for $500 and yeah. probably make more money off of that male before that female even. That's like played. dollar cost averaging, right? Because now you're dollar cost averaging your stranger project. Right. But I could be so mad at stranger. I could start to sit on shit on stranger. I'm not that. I think still think stranger's weird I and think unique. Super cool. Uh, he's in here. Morphic, morphic exotics. I don't know. It's Josh. He proves some really cool stranger het clown combo female. Mm-hmm. If I don't know if it's on his IG, but he should post it. And I would say go there and look at it after this. Morphic socks? I don't know. But he produced, like, Stranger makes really cool combos. Right. Sometimes they're not it's, cool, but a lot of times they're they're unique. We're still trying to figure they that look out, like right? Stranger is it. Yeah, yeah. But this his doesn't really look it, but, like, you you got to figure stuff out, right? We have to figure stuff out. Stranger's still being figured out. All right. Okay. Opinion. Here's a question. What if somebody buys a zebra? Never gets a chance to breed it. It comes out it's Mackenzie. Are they allowed to be mad at Mackenzie or Zebra because you know the price equalizes? I don't I don't think I don't think it's gonna equalize. I don't think it matters. I think people are still gonna buy Zebra for a premium because they want the zebra name. I don't think people should do I don't that. think zebra's gonna drop over price to a five hundred dollar snake. Are you sure? I don't think so. We haven't seen it happen yet. What about when they're like... Do you think they'll suppress the... Do you think a test would be... The knowledge would be suppressed? Because the price... It would be the first time the price difference would be so drastic between the two. Right. The hurricane trick wasn't... Right. It was very close. It was close enough that it didn't matter. Do you think when hurricane first came out, though, if someone had done it, they would have suppressed the test earlier? Well, people have done shady things already. So, Yes. Considering there's so much shady things happen in this industry, yes. So then someone, I guess my question is like, people tell you that you should breed stuff because you like it, blah, 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 which is true. But you also breed it because it has a certain price point well, that it will confer a certain price point benefit to its offspring. Well, people like things because there's a bit of price tag to it, right? It's why like localities people like, because there's a price, there's a, there's like, an elitist feeling to be able to afford that snake or work with something. Right. So if your snake got nerfed, you're allowed to be mad at it. I think in my opinion, if you're like, sure, you can be mad at it, but it doesn't mean it's shit all over it. You can just be mad. (laughs) Your feelings are, your feelings shouldn't affect the market. Fuck you for doing that. Mm, I don't care. Shouldn't they affect the market? Because you are the market. Isn't that the whole point? Maybe, but like, what are you upset about? In the sense of like, if zebra, uh, if you bought zebra for ten, if you bought zebra for ten, okay, well, okay, let's I'll, go to I'll, monsoon. I'll, let's go to monsoon okay, because okay. it's right there right now, right? If you spent seven grand on it, and then twenty twenty four, they all dropped to three thousand. Like, I would be mad at it a little bit. I probably like, wouldn't get out, but I'd probably be mad at it. Right, that is okay. I think you're you only very, lock in your loss when you sell. When you right? sell out, right? That's like stocks. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Because even at three thousand dollars, you're still gonna make you make back your money. It's not that far of a drop. Like right, you're not and you have the money. animals to breed for the rest of your life. And right? I think more important, yeah, that's the part that people forget. You can breed it for seven years, but you can still be mad at it. I think the part of the problem is you should be mad at the seller who possibly knew the price was dropped and tried to sucker price you. I'd be that more mad a at dangerous the statement, price. sir. <laughs> that is a. It doesn't matter if it's dangerous or because not. Because then the but, seller has to like pre-adjust 
Well, they don't have to pre-just. It's like a futures market for ball pythons. Is but at the same time, is where, at the same time, at the same time, it's like, what price drop do you get mad at, right? What's a normal price drop? So you think if 20%? sellers did did micro price drops every month, that would be more fair than doing like micro price. Yeah, probably because like micro dosing. Like, human, excuse well, me. Human I, psychology I, would probably eat that better. Yeah, human psychology would eat that better. If a ten thousand row snake became ninety five, like DG clowns did that, right? But then people Clown just think it's did it tanked. too. I watched it happen, but yeah. it happened like well, over a month and a half. DG did it over like three weeks or something. <laughs> It should have been slower. <laughs> like if you had just edged down. I think if you edged down and just were on, I think that's on sellers to be honest about their market. Is it truly, a, if you know there's a hundred of them. Right. How many people are the suckers that bought right before the price drop and feel bad, so bad they right. need a hobby, don't want to invest anymore. And I feel, that's I do I'm feel bad for about. those people. Um, but some accountability is like, maybe you need to hang out and breed your shit because you're going to make back your money. It just won't happen in one clutch. Like you, like you were sold we're the hoping. dream and you shouldn't be selling. Like, I hope people would not sell that dream. I know people do to be fair. I know people that do. We all know them. <laughs> Listen, there's, there's a part of the hobby that like, and they're like my friends. So I'm not being mean, but they're, they're so hyper optimized. They, you know, they do clutch analysis analyses that, or like how much money am I going to earn off of this clutch next yeah. year? I've done and that's those fine. Like see what I could potentially do. Right, that's fine on paper, but in reality, that's, in theory and practice, don't always align, right? Right, but that's how we've communicated to COVID baby breeders that they should be like analyzing pairings and stuff. Is like what is the best way to make money, uh, which is fine. Like we want to be highly efficient, but like the the probability that that your prices are anywhere close to that. <laughs> With current pricing data, to we should then, be doing like a fifty percent. I, I think the average price drop is almost fifty percent, right, per year. Especially once nowadays it is. It used to be like ten percent or whatever for like a minute. During when the they're day. really high, they tend to like go ten percent, and then at like some point, it drops like ten thousand dollars. They start plummeting, right? Well, let's we can look. I think some stuff is exacerbated by the stupid. <sighs> like this return to normal. It's not even really a recession yet. We haven't had two consecutive quarters of GDP yeah. loss, but the return to normal for like, you know, the, 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 the problem is like, are we in a bear trap? Right. <laughs> is there, is there the exuberance is sort of, are we in a bear trap right now for additional fall? I don't know. I don't even going to bring that graph up. But what we say, like additional fall, like how much is an additional fall or just natural progression of the snake world, which is there's always been a downtrend of prices, right? Right. It's More a depreciating asset. And everything reproduces itself, right? And it right. just reproduces itself by exponential, right? One male doesn't just produce one more male. It produces multiple clutches of males. What what month did I do the ball python? Stonks? The last stonk couple months ago maybe january because mm. you would have done it for the end of the quarter right right Where, i did... like the stonk reports they're fun stonk the stonk Anyone was it before will's get them to work for you i'm looking through the lord will's hella heat also said what well, you look 10k to 500 is hella different than 10k to 3k 
It is, but 10K to 3K is still a 70% drop. And yes, 95% drop for the other one. But Isn't it weird that there's like a weird difference between relative and absolute in this hobby? Yes. Uh, price falls? Because like, it feels different at different stuff. points. But then again, you're still making ridiculous money at 3K snake, right? That costs you 100 bucks to produce, excluding your initial investment, but yes. So is that the right, you know, what do we need to tell people so they're not dissatisfied, but they we still want, want to also, invest? We also want to give confidence to our own market. How do we do that? Well, we should be honest and say, like, you're not going to see real money return for five years. The idea that you're going to come in and do it in two years is only if you invest like a quarter million dollars because you bought a bunch of almost breeder sized top end genes, genetics. That's the only way it's going to happen, really. Is it? But is it really more like 10 years? I think it's between five and 10 years. Does that inspire and I think confidence five in like YOLO lifestyle, your whole 401k into the market? Well, oh. if you did your whole 401k, you'd probably be closer to the five year mark. Depends on how big your 401k is, right? That's what I mean. But yeah, if you have no, if you have $500 401k, it's 20 years and you're just going to get out in three years because whatever you buy is going to take you a long, long road to get anywhere. <sighs> Why can't I find this? It's, I don't, I don't like, as we've talked about, well, funny, we have this whole conversation for three hours. And at the end of the day, we don't have really answers because it's so, we, we don't really, like, we can't, you and I can't make absolute decisions, right? We're not. The market's going to do what it does, and the market's going to make all these decisions for us. We can reflect on this in six months and be like, so what happened? Were we right or wrong? And that's it. Right, and we don't actually have to right, be so right or right. wrong. I'm uh, always right, so. <laughs> Maybe why I'm saying Why was I getting this? Oh. Uh, we're talking about something. Drop price so drops. What percent it drops drop per year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this is like 10, 20% once it's already cheap, but Sunset. Sunset's probably a better one. It was pretty like, so That's pre-29. 20 20-ish. It went up. The problem is the panda messes it up. This sounds actually new for it, but yeah. It's getting faster now, just like everything else is getting faster. Yeah, but it will. is probably a really good rate because you've got a long history of it. So 3,900 to 3,100, that's not a big drop in a whole year. Male to male? Yeah. The right. female, and then the female, like the 3,000 to 3,800, that's a weird thing. But it, that had to be less numbers, right? Like just nobody really had them. Right. There weren't very many sold, period. But like 3,800 to 3,500 for females, that seems like these are pretty good numbers. To have them still be 1100 in 2016, and you were producing them all the way to 2024. Right, you Those should are, be happy-ish. I think you should just be happy. Happy, if, he says. If you're producing 10 a year starting in 2016, you're making 30 grand a year for many years. Just off a pair of snakes, or like a couple of pairs of snakes that cost you $3 a feet a week. That's an incredible rate of return. So you think if if somebody bought dreamsicles in 2016, a pair, male female okay, pair, dreamsicles, yeah, and they bred them in 20, I mean, 20, it's sort of a scam. 2019? So like, 
Like if we pretend that Panda didn't happen, males were still falling quite naturally. Like this fall curve is pretty normal looking. It's just the females that. So when would you breed them? Let's say 2019, you bred them, right? But you you sold them in 2020. And you made. No, 2016, you bought them in three years. In 2019, you should have clutches, right? Well, you're breeding them in the fall of 2019. Oh, sure. You want to say 2020? So your babies are actually sold in. So let's say you like what? You you bought a pair, so you have six babies on average, right? So you got three, three split. So what's Let's that? just pretend these prices are real. So that's yeah. seven thousand. So yeah. if you do two thousand is five thousand dollars a pair, because it's twenty five hundred almost for a female. So it's like yeah, forty five hundred dollars a pair, four thousand dollars a pair. Can we do math? That's twelve thousand dollars, right? Right. So no matter what, it works. <laughs> it so only starts to seven. fall apart at the end. So right. you bought it for seven. You didn't produce one until twenty twenty. So technically it was almost four years before you saw like your production, right? And you right. sold pairs and hypothetically for 4, you could have bred the male earlier and yeah, pulled some heads off them or something. For easy whatever. conversation, we're not gonna right. worry about that. Just right. Almost no matter what, you will make your money back unless you like get Nido and they all die or you have a fire. Yeah, but terrible. But those are like you have terrible odds and so like but I'm like you even did six eggs, you did bought a dream female, you have to wait three years to breed. The mailing mm-hmm. for whatever reason you waited three years to breed. Four thousand dollars a pair and you make twelve grand on seven thousand dollar investment. That's pretty good. Considering right. it wouldn't cost you five grand to feed them for four, for three years, right? No, probably two hundred bucks a year or something. Yeah, so you're like pro- all in. Like you're probably up three four thousand dollars in the first year of production, and then all everything else after you keep breathing them every year, you're making money. Like you're making your your bill payments or whatever you want to make money off, right? Put your kid through college. Maybe not that. But you buy yourself a little car. <laughs> yeah. I think that the, the problem is, it's like, like, even though the math makes sense, people still don't make money. Why is that? Is it just too much cheap stuff? They get out too soon? Maybe they probably average? get out too soon because if the person sold out in 2019, they never see their money back, right? Right. People sell it all the time before they even breathe. They, or maybe Air in 2018, they sell out the dreams of goals and buy something else. And they're so like, oh, James it- Golds are dropping, so I'm going to get the DG Clown and buy whatever, like, buy something else, right? And they spend more money or they don't work. Like, if they switch projects too soon, mm-hmm. that they, they chase it, which is a common thing people start chasing. Um, They don't see their projects through, right? That's part of the reason. Mm-hmm. And the math always works out, but then people don't feel that way because maybe they take too much money out or it's not coming in often enough. Like, or they don't spend seven thousand. Don't forget, you also have that seven thousand dollars to buy two snakes. People don't want to spend seven thousand dollars on two snakes. They'll spend seven thousand dollars buying thirty snakes at five hundred dollars each. I don't know if that math checks out, but close enough. Right. It's just easier to like parse in your brain, even though it's more expensive to take yeah, care of. But and... people want to buy more snakes. Yeah. So they buy cheap snakes, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm only making five hundred dollars snakes instead of two thousand dollars snakes." I think the hard part now is like because the drop is happening fast and, and will was like don't worry about it but i still sort of think about it like you well, could buy something today this. and you would need to be dollar cost averaging in over and over again because it that one animal could drop 50 percent. and i agree with you also you could be like me when i first in, in, imported my first animals in 2009 i, I imported 1.1 hypo mojaves from tsk 
I got one egg out of the mail before he died randomly. Now, I wasn't testing back then, so I was like, I don't know. He right, shouldn't have died. Nothing else died. Just he randomly died. He's my favorite, too. But, yeah, he passed away. He got one egg out of him, whatever, because the first female I met him just had one egg. She didn't have a big clutch. And it's like, that just up and died. What am I supposed to do? Right. The system falls apart if there's too much, you know, stuff that... That's why people volume, because they're like... Because you don't want something up and dying, you're screwed. Right. They're trying, Corey, to, get it, they're trying to get an index fund. Instead yeah. Of betting on well, yeah. Corey Woods stuff. had to buy that Sunset Hypo because he originally bought like a Sunset Head Hypo. He bought something. Maybe he bought one already. But it turned out to be not a male. It turned out to be female. And he's like, okay. I need a male. <laughs> so he had to go out and spend a bunch of money. And, I mean, you want to keep progressing your projects. You got to pay to play at some point sometimes. Right. I'm definitely not never telling anybody not to buy the nicest version of something. Sometimes I, what I did doubt about ball pythons is if the pricing is right for how nice it is. Like, not, and not quality. I mean, like, is that morph even worth that right this second? You mean the morph itself? Yes. So like, because because there's collusion. Because there's buddy prices. Because the price is going to drop. Right. So you're saying like anything. So like we'll go back to acid clowns. Acid clowns are really high priced, in my opinion, on Morph Market. Like combos are up there for like three grand. And I'm like, I don't know so if they're worth that. Acid clown combos out there for 12 grand. And this and I'm is like, a combo clown. <laughs> it might, somebody mentioned about the ingredients. And my issue with that is when you breed this, unless you also spend 20 grand or 12 grand on a female cool animal you're gonna breed this someone's gonna buy that twelve thousand dollar animal you're just making derivative pieces of the father right because you it's, there's no right derivative pieces of the father level. and the problem is the only one piece of that is remotely valuable and that's the acid heck clown version or whatever right or acid clowns right let's say you just bred to regular clown right if right? it was an acid redhead yeah i would see a little clown. bit more Makes but more acid, more yellow belly, spot. I don't know if these are actually all morphic. I'm just saying they have a bunch of common genes that if they're just clowned, they're worth they're $500 or less. Bucks. So you're not, you're going to be pissed off if you don't have those acid $10,000 combos. But I right, think you could like miss the odds I think fairly these, easily. I think the acid clowns are make... overpriced. Blackheads, like Cypress. That's what I'm saying. Justin has a Cypress clown female for $1,000 on Morph Market right now. I think that's a fair price. I think that's totally fine. But is it? in 2023, I think it's fair to start there. Like you want to test out the waters for 2024, start a little higher. Yeah. I don't know if it's really going to be 500 or seven, but don't forget, as you say, Daddy Justin has a premium to his name, right? Daddy Justin. But I, he brought down like blackhead, blackhead clowns were like, he put one up a mail up last year for like 1500 and he pissed off a bunch of people because in 2022, they were like four grand. Right, but Daddy it's just a Justin single should gene be allowed combo. to price them the way they're going to be. But I mean, people shouldn't get that mad because, like, if you made these for four, like, this is where you talk about getting mad, right? Are you mad that you bought one for four grand, now they're fifteen? I don't know. That's why I'm scared all the time. But you should be. I think you should be a little mad, but at the same time, the num we just proved it out really quickly with an unscientific version. The numbers will add out. If you bought a blackhead clown in 2022 for four grand, a male. And then in 2023, males are 1,500. Maybe by the end of 20, like maybe by the end of 2023, you're breeding, so you might have clutches now from him. And let's say you produce seven, like you're not going to bring him to one female. You bring him to a few. 
if you made blackhead clown males, you're going to sell them for 1500 bucks, and you're going to make back your $4,000 in three animals. Plus your hold back. What if they're only 800 bucks because he doesn't okay, breed do until in, he's eight months old? And you do it in six animals. Right. It takes you a little long. It just, there's no more, I'm going to replace this in one animal or one clutch. I'm not going to make my money back in one clutch anymore. Right. And you have holdbacks that are free, that are good. Yeah. And you're doing my, stuff. All of that's always true, but it still makes, it stresses people out that like you always agree. have to go buy in high, watch it fall down, buy in high, watch it fall the down. The emotions high, are hard to down. ride. Even <laughs> I have to remind myself to calm, like to, to stay the course and like you have to stick to it. But that's why I have a cool milk snake and black milk snakes with my buddy because right, then I can the play price. with cool animals. All but the then, time. Is that I can play with cool animals too and just be like, oh, this is fun. Look, Canadians. They're, they're I know. Like, see, I well, Morphic is not, but he hangs out with us. But I told you, man, said, Canadians will show up. They better show up because we need to show that, Canadian. that all well, the shit I've been saying. The, the third hour. <laughs> all I can say is that for three hours, I've been talking about like Canadian market just needs some breeder stuff that's not crazy. We're not crazy that we actually show up. Because if nobody showed up that was Canadian, then it looks like I'm just talking on my ass. Mm -hmm. I think you guys need to have more shows, more get-togethers. I think we need more, more shows. More YouTube like stuff that's like for Canadians, by Canadians, like a Canadian porn hub. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever it takes. Yeah. I I would do – I think more shows need to go back to like people need to suck up the – pay the money to do shows. Everyone wants to do a show or something like that, but they want it to be profitable right away. And that's not always going to happen. Well, I put it this way. I know, but you shouldn't torture people by making them do unprofitable shows. Like Agreed, but life. I was going to say this way. You don't have to make a big show. And people need to start stop putting expectations to someone who's been doing shows for 20-odd years. And they've grown their show mm -hmm. to a bigger venue and stuff like that. Because the original shows when I was like 17 years old going to and I was working at them was they were in the top – they were in a legion. So I was 17. I couldn't drink. But – all the people that were over 19 would go to the Legion, go downstairs in the bar after and go drink, right? Mm -hmm. They were just in a Legion. That's where I bought my picnic geckos. Just in a crappy little Legion. And sometimes you yeah. just have to grow it up and people need to stop. I mean, that's how a lot of the shows are in the States, right? Basketball thing. Yeah. Church, community center. For gyms. Room, I've seen gyms. gyms. Yeah. And people in Canada just need to get off like it's going to be some big tinny or something every time and be like, no, man, you just got to start somewhere. My my only advice with that is like put it in major metro areas. So you have like a chance of getting yeah. a thousand people through so, the door just to look. That's what I mean, like Winnipeg out in Manitoba, right? Um, and people might just have to do really small shows and just get people like educate the public on on animals, right? On just having these as pets because that's where you start, right? You have to get yeah. more pet people in, and then they kind of grow into breeders. And just because Constricted Creation said it, if you bought Dreams in 2016, why are you still cranking out Dreams now? It was just our example of crank, just breeding the same pair over 10 years. Right. Obviously, you'd be like upgrading, buying different males. You left all that out just because it was, you know, it's right. too confusing. It just yeah, just technically, forward. like, you could still make money even if you never upgraded the male. Yeah, you just and bred the you same pair over and over the again. Same year. Yeah, you bred the same pair for over and so over. So most people should be able to make money, hypothetically. I just think people don't keep doing it yeah, that's the answer they just don't continue to move forward they give up they get depressed something happens their wife doesn't yeah happen. and then they sell off their collection canadians mm -hmm. are care less about bull i think that's i think that's the market in general people are shifting into other species all the time but i think that's i think that has less to do with bull with them like that has to do more with money and less to do with like passion and their passion is money 
because they're, I think those people are trying to chase the species. They're like, oh, I see hog noses selling. I'm going to go buy hog noses. Or I'm going to go buy, you know, mandarin rat snakes or something. The, the, like, the way you know that is absolutely true is if when they get out, they don't keep a single pet. Yes. Like, you talked you know about I mean? that when people bought all these palmettos and like, I made so much money off palmettos and they don't have a Literally single Literally fuck them. You're, you're yeah. going to sell out and not keep one happy pet. Of anything, like if you're getting out of ball pythons, keep one. Keep one. You yeah, liked you, you it hypothetically. Lived, right? I don't fucking actually like them. Actually, yeah, they're fucking li- they're liars the whole time. You can generally tell when people want it for just money. There are people out there just for money. They may like snakes, but they're not passionate about snakes. You can tell that money's the number one driver. That's what's wrong with the ball python hobby. Too not, much money. Not, not no, like only people wanting it for money. Like if people wanted it to make some money, wanted it to be a business. But they, but they actually liked ball pythons, and it wasn't just a vehicle for their creativity or something. I think it would be better. I think so. In some ways, it would be. We wouldn't be able to grow as fast, though. I don't think. But that's fine. Who gives a shit? I would well, love slow growth, right? Because I would the, love the, I don't the know price would peak as high because there would be less hysteria. I change your language. I would say okay. steady growth. Right, steady growth. Steady growth is fine. Fuck, I don't, any growth will be good. Yeah. Except for well, like this, we're in contraction right now. Well, that's always going to happen though. It boomed too far to be steady, right? It was always steadily growing. It just boomed too far and now it had to contract and then we're double contracting. I say that because we took the premium off COVID, right? The COVID premium had to come off. Mm-hmm. And then you had the natural drop of years of like every year, everything drops, like your graphs show it, right? On your stock reports. Every right. year drops except for COVID. And yeah, so, so we had to eat it twice. We had to eat twice. We had to eat two drops. The premium came off, and mm-hmm. then you had to go down. Have you seen the tulip mania chart? No. Okay. Oh, the tulip tulip mania? Yeah, yeah, I know tulip you, mania. You were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, like I the yeah. stock market is all the stock market is also having like, you know, like people debate whether or not we're at an all time high or not, and like the video. Earnings report. Everyone's like, they did it. They're fucking holding up the whole fucking market. But obviously, like, we're in a a bubble of all kinds of assets. It's just Paul Pythons were easier to get out of sooner because they're like an absolute luxury good. Nobody cares. Pokemon cards. Yeah, Pokemon cards are so funny. So all of those like fun hobby things, Paul Pythons included. Like, so we've taken the L's. We'll continue taking some L's, but new people are getting in. People like it. Just like actually like what you're doing, I think. Wouldn't I, that make you stay in more if you actually yeah, liked it? As I said, I'm like, I got in as a kid, right? So I yeah. I'm in for life in a way, right? I'll always keep snakes for fun. But the tool of thing, like, I don't I don't know the answer. Yeah, it's like I don't re- think both pythons are, are like tulips or I agree. Any the, babies, the industry but there's like tulips. one spark yeah. of interest. Yeah. And because there's a commodity price. I was rammed in there because I was trying to think, remember my thought, which is, I've said this to many people. I'm like, if it's easy to get it, if the barrier to entry is very low, it's a very hard thing to be successful, however you want to rate successful. If the barrier entry is really hard to get into, generally speaking, it's relatively easy to be successful afterwards. And that's a general rule of thumb. And if you, what look you mean, at like, like boas and white lips, like they're harder to breed. Well, I, I would grow up. Profession, and I would say snake breeding in general is very. There's no barrier to entry. If you want to breed white lips, it's just you pay a slightly higher price. That's correct, but like, it, it, it there might a be a skill. There is, but, but that's what makes it a little more difficult, right? 
like maybe well white lips are a little hard to take care of but slightly by very little you know, but they're just assholes well you can't treat a white lip the way you can treat a ball python correct with like also, not fresh water we'll so like face off so <laughs> at like eight feet too like they're not small as people think they are those no they're ones, not delicate little ones, snowflakes those gold ones whew, they come flying they're very pretty i do not have good experiences in my life with white lips let's just leave it at that not even big ones little ones but just, they have scarred me all right last thoughts I don't know. What, what are our last thoughts? Stick it out. The right. You, you only lock in your loss when you sell. Right. Stick it out. It Obviously, if you have life things taking you away, that's totally fine. Right. Take care of your family and your kids and whatever. But stick it out. Snakes aren't going anywhere. There's always – and don't get caught by FOMO. There's always another snake unless I'm selling it. Then you have to buy it. <laughs> or Jessica's selling it. Yeah, please do. I got to plug the person that put me on our podcast. Yeah, or – Corn snakes, everyone. Corn snakes. Switch the corn snakes, please. No, don't. I don't. I don't want people to <laughs> keep them if they don't like them. But I think I want to see that they're that they're not just pet slop because they're fucking nuts. If you look at them, you really <sighs> look at them. I'm gonna buy some Miami's from you. Okay, I'll ship you a wholesale pack. <laughs> <laughs> you can That's sell them in really Canada. Cheap. I don't want to sell them in Canada. Actually, I probably we'll talk. That's actually not bad. I know people you, that probably want A that. lot of people are like that. I'm like, yeah, I'll just send you 20 to fucking Taiwan. Like, if you want two, yeah. I might as well send you 20. It's, like, not that much of a difference price-wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the price-wise doesn't matter. I'm like, I don't know if I can. You I just have to be able to sell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I hope people are still keeping it, keeping it happy. I just... You know, enjoy like, your fucking snakes, people. Number right, we one. have this like seasonal like bump right now. I think there's going to be doldrums again this summer. I think there's going to be a yeah, lot of animals produced. Yeah, this fall there's there's seasonality to the year. Just don't get like too excited or too negative. Just keep having keep fun, keeping snakes. Yeah, that's what I try. Think. A new species. That's kind of the conclusion we came to. Try a new species. Any or even just try selling cork or leaves or art because like that would you know keep your your spirits up yeah you know? yeah when you actually make money dylan mcneil i know he's got carpet pythons he, he loves his new carpet pythons yeah carpets are fun do yeah. everything buy some blue tongues also yeah blue tongues are cool too right have fun you can you'll you should be able to make money and the only time you're not making money is when you're selling out to get out pennies on the dollar because you're correct ne- that's, you're never gonna get your money that over. you think it's worth nobody the sharks will circle and you're done <laughs> All right, let's All wave right. to these beautiful people. We did it. Thank you, everybody, for we being here. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out. Aaron, for, we did it. Canadian time. Pride Month. Uh, sing this. Sing the song. Sing us out. No, I can't. National sing. anthem. We're not doing it. Come on, no. a little bit. No, <laughs> a little, no, like not one, even close. No. One bar. <laughs> <laughs>